Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. A quick note before the show begins. The audio from these podcasts mostly come from live video YouTube streams on my channel. They may vary in quality from show to show and reference visual content not described to you, the listener. I'm sorry about that. If you prefer video to go with this audio, head over to youtube.com backslash from us, F-R-U-M-E-S-S for the whole enchilada. Who doesn't like a whole enchilada anyway? Whoa, <laughs> nothing to see here. <laughs> hey, everybody, what's going on? What's going on out there? Oh man, we are we have some fun tonight. Some we're reading some tea leaves. Tonight my name is not Jeff Frumis. It's not Screaming Jeff. It's not Jeff from Aldehyde. It's Jeffrey Murdergram. That's my name tonight. It changes like the weather. You know, that's the way we do. What's going on, Mr. Red? Or as he likes to be known, Murd. Murd. That's how you pronounce that, actually. Um no, well, tonight we are looking into the tea leaves of our friend, Mr. Glenn, and the things that he writes. Hey, Droid, what's going on? We we did this once before, actually. We we did a show around what the hell is Glenn Danzig singing about? That That was the name of the show. And I always said in the back of my brain, that was about 30, what's going on, Rumorg? How are you? That was about 30-something shows ago, if you could believe it or not, that we can even say that at this point. Oh, that was 30-something shows, let alone we're approaching show number 100. I don't know what we're going to do on show number 100. It's got to be something very special. That's true. Zig Dan says he's singing about the violence. In any case, for that episode, I had... um, the guitarist from my fictional band, the Murdergrams, uh, on his name's uh, Rusty, Rusty Murdergram, uh, also known as Russell Casualty. That's what I like to call him. He likes to be called Rus- Rusty Rusty Murdergram, I think it is. But to me, he'll always be Russell Casualty of of TVCasualty.com. And so I brought him back. He's waiting in the wings right now, brooding in the darkness sunglasses in a darkened room just as i am i mean because why on earth would you wear your sunglasses indoors at nighttime it's the weirdest most pretentious and stupid thing hold on i didn't take my apple cider vinegar yet lachayim Woo! does that have a kick oh man that's good stuff that is good stuff chase it with a little seltzer pineapple coconut of course so we got Rusty Murdergram waiting in the wings. So we're going to talk. We're going to talk about some more Glenn Danzig songs. That episode was a very interesting episode. We'll talk about why. Let's let's bring him out. But before we bring him out, oh, I thought you thought I was going to bring him out. Wait, wait, wait. I got to do one more thing. We've got to do the theme song. Uh, we have uh, Nigel from down in New Zealand. Nigel from the band Horror Story and all that stuff. He wrote music for a new theme song that i need to record lyrics to and you know i'm going to make a little music video ditty to go at the beginning so this intro is going to go bye-bye at some point in the future when i 
find the bandwidth to actually make this happen. And let us begin. Jeff is gonna talk about the Misfits right now. He's a nerd about this stuff, obsessed anyhow. Jeff never shuts his face, always needs to talk. Might be shown somewhere if he went out for a walk. Do you think Jeff cares? <laughs> Welcome. Okay, the show can begin. I don't know if you heard, the ink is dry on the paper. I can talk about it now. I have entered into my first sponsorship deal with Riotstickers.com. Starting December 1st, you are going to hear all about Riotstickers.com. Well, you're hearing about it now, but we have a special promotion that we are going to be running for six months. So it's very important that when at 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 on December 1st that you know, you keep your, your, instead of your eyes peeled, you keep your ears peeled over this deal because it's too good. If you got a band or something, holy crap, this is some deal. But in the meantime, you can head over to riotstickers.com and check out all the stuff they have. But you'll notice some house decoration stuff. Okay, okay, Jeff, shut up. Shut up, enough preamble. Let's do it. Let's bring in Rusty Murdergram. Here he is. Oh! Hey, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Jeff. Now do King of the Hill. What? <laughs> oh you put me on the spot man i put him on i want you here's what i want you to do while i talk right now i want you to pick a misfit song and then sing it like king of the hill and i'm making you do it live on the internet you have to do it no you have to do uh, it it's a requisite for this episode so while russell while rusty murdergram thinks about that um i just want to fill you in a little bit more about the previous episode that we did so Russell, he has a website called tvcasualty.com. I'll put a link in the description after this episode is over. It's one of it is one of the it's one of the tentpole staples of all Misfits fandom. It has some really great interviews and stuff. Um, it, it it's just that's a staple. As a matter of fact, I think it's because of tvcasualty.com that's how I was able to contact Bobby Steele for the very first time because Bobby Steele and his that handy dandy Juno email he puts at the bottom of every interview was there. That's how I found out. That's how I was able to contact Bobby Steele. So if you want to contact Bobby Steele, go head over to tvcapsuleague.com. In any case, I had Russell come on the show, and we sat and tried to, and we puzzled over Misfits lyrics. We sat and we tried to figure out what the freak was Glenn singing about, and we had a lot of fun doing it. We talked about Green Hell. We talked about, what did we talk about, Russell? What else did we talk about? Uh, uh, we hybrid talk- moments. Uh, hybrid, hybrid moments. What was the... Um- Oh man, the whole thing about the the tap pin in your retina. Eagles, oh, uh, where, Eagles where Eagles Dare. Yeah, that's what started. Thank yeah. you for reminding me of that. That's actually, Russell mentioned that. Russell is a uh, moderator in our group, our Lodi community group. And he mentioned something about that. And I was like, holy crap, that's a great idea for an episode. And I was like, Russell, you got to come on. We got to talk about this. And yeah, so that's what that's. So, so we're back for round two, some 30, 30 something episodes later. And. We have some more songs for you, and we're going to check in with Russell. Russell, are you ready to sing us that Misfit song like uh, uh, King of the Hill? I'm not. I'm not. Okay. But it, could just, it could just erupt at any time. Okay. So we'll we'll leave it at that, and we're going to just 
move on with the show. We The show must always move on. We can't have any dead air. That's how it works. So we've got, um, as I said, we have some new Misfit songs. I picked out one. Russell picked out the rest mostly. And um, we're just going to sort of go through it, and we'll have a special guest a little bit later on in the show to help us out with uh, one extra one. So um, which, what should we tackle first here, uh, Russ? What are we talking about? Serve us uh, up. Uh, I want to go with Children in Heat. I mean, it's fairly obvious, but there's just some, some parts about it. I don't know. Just Let's try it. Let's take a look. I'm going to pull up the lyrics right now. In... I'm like you, Jeff, man. I like to talk, so let's just... <laughs> what? Hey, you know I like... I never shut the freak up. It's uh, it's my mutant superpower. I just endlessly talk for hours and hours on the internet. I just, you know... If I was in the X-Men, that's, that's what it would be. All right, here's the lyrics for the song. Oh, no, we can't see Russ. This is not... This is not really working to... the. Oh, wow. There's just no combination of sharing... <laughs> Wait. The screen. That's what we have to do, you I guess. You can put me behind the logo. I'm good. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. Um, all right. So here here are the lyrics. Um, it kind of, you know, again, we talk about the sort of beat poetry style of Glenn Danzig's songs, especially the earlier ones, you know, yeah. before, I guess maybe before Walk Among Us and Earth AD, maybe? Yeah. Where it's just really like it's beat poetry, man. I feel like Children in Heat could be play. You know, you would you would hear this song on the bongos in a, in a, uh, yeah. It would just be like Children in, in, in heat. heat. They have they have no conscience, no resistance. You gotta <laughs> see this big reaction, no resistance, cellophane sex, a new way of life. You know what I mean? Can you dig it, man? Can you dig yeah. it? I love this song. It's actually one of my favorite Misfit songs. If I wanted to hear, if I had to hear um, top five, have to hear live, I would want to hear Children in Heat. I just love Joey Image's uh, drumming on this one. He just really, they're they're like a freight train. The first time I ever heard this song, it was either a tape or, you know, so, somebody put something together. <clears throat> yeah. And it was the, the version where they run together, you know, and it wasn't labeled properly. And I just thought, oh, this is a cool song. You know, they segue into this different piece of the song. And for, I don't know, several months, maybe a year, I thought it was just one big song, you know. So it was it was a revelation to me to see teenagers and then, you know, like in another version that, that stops and then whoa wait a minute that's that's another song so you know it like i said it wasn't properly labeled so i think it just said teenagers it just said teenagers and it, and it was that whole piece you know anyway i i love hearing stories like that russ because we've talked about this on the channel before it's just that's part of the fascination about discovering stuff in the pre-internet age where you, the, because of misinformation ends up to all sorts of creation of these really sort of interesting notions of what we think something is and when we don't have any idea. And I love I love what you just said. And there's actually some truth to what you just said. So here's the truth of the matter is that horror business, Children in Heat and Teenagers from Mars, particularly Children in Heat into Teenagers from Mars, or maybe it's vice versa. Which comes first on the on the single? Teenagers, right? Okay, so teenagers into children heat, right, right, because that's literally what you just said, and I just didn't <clears> realize it. Um, that is how they played the songs live. 
and when they're in the studio the reason why it's sort the, the the reason why it sounds that way russell like it could be one song is because they rehearsed it that way the song teenagers from mars is supposed to bleed into or sort of turn into children in heat they not they never stop this was supposed to continue right one song into another so you get this sort of very interesting and that you know kind of evolved from the live show and they did they do that on on the record and the person who brought that to my attention was uh tim begowitz when i went over to his house to interview him all those years ago just as i know you have interviewed him as well and he was the one who sort of really illuminated me to that notion i had no idea you know um but it's really obvious on all the sort of outtake stuff that was on those master tapes so there's that all right um so here let's take a look at the lyrics here children in heat they have no conscience no resistance you gotta see this big reaction <clears throat> no resistance so they have no conscience i mean essentially when i think of children in heat i just think of horny horny teenagers horny yep. kids right yep. yep yep that's what we're dealing with children in heat it almost sounds like it could be a 50s movie you know, <laughs> yeah. I would, man, wouldn't that, wouldn't that make you wonder? I guess we would know if it was the title of a, yeah, I've, of a, I've, I've looked for years. I've never seen anything remotely, you know, that, that, that seemed to speak to that, but you know, somebody will probably come up in the chat and be like, Oh, well, here it is. You know? Well, I mean, that's what's happened time yeah. and again with all this stuff. We, yeah. Some stuff that we think was sort of synthesized purely from Glenn, actually originated somewhere else and isn't that part of the fun yeah. mystery of it all yeah. you know wouldn't it be great if if there were a brochure somewhere you know about abstinence you know like you were saying in the 50s and it's you know you know don't let your child run wild in the heat they don't have any conscience you know but you would imagine that this is where that comes from yeah you know yeah. totally totally that he got that in like in like at school yeah. in, in, in health education class. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In that education class and, and get got that sort of that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Imagine it like those uh, like the World War Two trailers, you know, that were in the movie, you know, the little short films, you know, warning, yeah. the children are in heat. They have no conscience. Right. <laughs> You're really good at doing voiceovers. That's I great. See things, you know, like that. Um, that would be great to find that piece of film or that brochure, you know, where this came from that would just be really awesome oh i see we have a guest has popped into the wings let's bring him in as well in. might as well if he's here get it now there he is oh but he's hidden hold on <laughs> oh shit i don't know what dude you're you, you might be at crap out of luck <laughs> you are crap out of luck you're you're at the bottom that's you're, okay you're hidden russell's the star of this one so <clears throat> hold on. that, we have, welcome welcome robbie bloodshed to the stream hold on I I I don't feel good doing it like this. Let's take off this. We'll just take off my overlay. Hold on one second. Just two seconds. Yes, we're gonna go bare. We we've done it before. We can do it again. No 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 no. We can't go bare. We it gotta go right bare. Here, there we go. Sex. There we go. Okay, that moves over there. Perfect. Hi, now we can what's talk. Hey, what's going on, Robbie? So we're talking about children heat i love this idea i i never thought about it like that yes that it's like children in heat what to do about children in like, heat like an old like an old uh pbs special yes 
yes. after school special. Yeah. Yes, I, Amy. That's definitely what it is. It's about chill. It's about horny teens. That's it's, that's the truth. It's a double feature. Which which is Miss Switch and Children in Heat? Right. So you'd imagine, and then cellophane sex is obvious. Cellophane yep. is you know just like Saran wrap. It's like you wrap your 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 junk in Saran wrap as as a means <clears throat> of uh, sort of emulating a prophylactic, if you will, and. Uh, yep. You know, bagging it up back in the day. That's what they used to do. And, cellophane around it. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, I think cellophane is a nicer way of saying uh, saran wrap instead of saying, well, actually, that's kind of interesting too. Saran wrap sex, cellophane yeah. sex, a new way of life. Because you wouldn't use cellophane. Cellophane right. is, there's nothing sticky about cellophane. With saran wrap, you could actually sort of wrap it up and kind of make it stick but together. Look, you look, know, he's, he's obviously talking about, you know, condoms but think about the cadence that cellophane gives him in that in that right. line you know he's not gonna say i mean i don't know and he's painting the picture again remember right no it's just more poetic like i mean i'm yeah. sure when robbie when you're writing uh, a song or russell if you've written a song where you're trying to like you're trying to make certain words certain words sound better when they're sung together right absolutely absolutely so, cellophane sex a new and then a new way of life is hey we found this new way of this new way of life is you know fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the piss bottom and, line the piss and blood would be what kind of what kind of disease would you piss that, gon gonorrhea chlamydia one of I, those an std i looked it up today i was like man what std makes you piss blood you know I'm, say, I'm glad to say i'm very ignorant about those things <laughs> that's a good thing to be ignorant about i guess nothing nothing uh, nothing is pissing blood. I mean, there's no uh, chlamydia. Yeah. Oh, it's chlamydia. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. It's the clap. Yeah. Okay. There yeah. you go. So, so there, there you have it, folks. Uh, that that pretty much that that solves that mystery. Whoa, what was that? What the hell is that? Why did that happen? Did you hear that, or is it just me? That was probably me clearing my throat. No, I heard like a weird like nature. Ah! I didn't hear that. No, it must be. It must be from. <laughs> No, it's this lyrics. It's this lyrics website I'm on. Okay, so then you have the the line "no resistance," uh, which you know could mean actually a couple of different things. Okay, yeah. now I'm definitely hearing it. Um, no resistance could mean it could mean like you can't resist this new way of life of right. cellophane sex, or it could mean no resistance as in something a lot more sort of forceful if you know what i mean yeah. without using that word no resistance yeah. i want no resistance in my how, conquest how how about even no resistance to that std i don't know <laughs> could be you have no yeah. resistance to that std and does follow piss and blood for seven days i have no resistance i can't you know yeah. deal I, always, with that. I always assume with like no resistance because you're talking about children like no parents or anybody is going to stop you from doing yeah yeah. I think every single thing that we all just said yeah. is valid. You know, they're all, all subjectively valid. Well, parents. Ding, ding. Yeah, it's it's up there. It's on the board, man. You know, it's all sort of it, it all fits. It all plugs in. But then you have children in heat. You can't control them. Yeah. The parents are not going to be able to stop these kids from, you know. Right. You can't timing. you can't stop the kids from. Right, yeah, Amy says you can't 
You can't uh, stop their horny level. And then we're going to name the baby. We're going to talk about the Chicago line in a minute. We're not there yet. We're not there yet about they're, Chicago. They're horny level. I, like <laughs> I just realized I was not watching. I was in the private the private chat, and so I was missing the whole stream. So Is there – there's no – oh, yeah, you were missing the stream. I was about to say there's nothing going on in the private chat. No, that it's was like just the, me asking, are you there, buddy? <laughs> um, yeah, no, the the uh, – there there's definitely there's definitely some sort of the horny level is at 9000 definitely at 9000 <laughs> but it's um it's yeah you definitely you can't if she says children heat you can't control them and then here's what's interesting and maybe this is a typo maybe it's while they're running away it says while i'm running away and away they're always going to run away while yeah, they're yeah. running no it's supposed to be they're running away yeah, while right, they're running right. away is there official lyrics for children <clears throat> i don't think so bless you Oh, then these are all wrong. I was going to say, I I don't know if there was if they were in a lost book or yeah anything. While like they're that. running away and away, I'm making you guys your vol your volumes a little bit louder. I hope that they're always going to run away. They're always going to run away, children in heat. So I think I think he swears that line where I think while he does they run say away. Up. I think he does say I'm. I, I'm. I'm. While well, I'm running away, away. So he says. He says. So it's not while I'm running away. They're, while they're running away, they're always going to run away. And it's almost like, it's almost like parents like talking to each other. Like those kids, the kids will be kids. You know that kind of thing. They're running away. They're yeah. running away. We're always, they're always going to run away. That kind of thing. You can't control them. You might as well. They might. They're going to do what they want to do. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna have to listen to that again. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I can't. I don't remember if it's your or I'm. Yeah, and then Robbie and I are gonna come Why back and make a fight, like you know, live on you know on the on the thing. Like, no, it's it's there. It's there running while well, they're running away. Running away. Okay, here's what's interesting. David Lee is saying, "Oh my God," he says they're running away because they impregnated a chick, like the reverse Young Turks by Rod oh. Stewart. Very Which good. celebrates Very good. runaway kids having a kid. Oh my goodness, that is salacious to say the least. Yeah. So, you know, I love that about these things. There's, it's, it's, it's such simple lyrics, but man, you you get you know easily a dozen different interpretations. That's why it's fun to do this to sort of sit back and like really sort of meditate on every word because every word has an interesting meaning. And you know what's funny? I think on some level, like imagine Glenn writing this stuff and like, you know, maybe he knows what it means at the time, but now like 40 something years later, you know, 50 years later, or whatever, you're asking him about these lyrics. And it's just kind of like, you know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> just doesn't... About fucking a chick. Yeah, about fucking. It's just about fucking. That's it. You know, about like... violence. About yeah, violence. I was to say that. But you talk, violence. you talk to him back then, and he probably had. Well, maybe he wouldn't explain it, but at least there would be, um, the the lyrics, the lyrics sort of like, um, the lyrics sort of preserve whatever Glenn was trying to say at that time, right? Kind of like a. Um, preserving the moment, the yeah. thought of the moment. So, children in heat are young little kindlewood. I see them burning. Is it our young little children in heat? Uh, your little kindlewood are your. I never, I never thought of it as young. It's your little kindlewood. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was young. I'm terrible with interpretation. 
with hearing it. So Bless you, you got one more and you're out. I feel it. Um, um, so I found something interesting about this particular verse. Okay. Um, I man, I googled and googled and googled. Um, this is where Russell shines, by the way. The no, well, this is not really a good one, but the only thing I came up with was some other guy in a uh, a Reddit uh, post, and he says perhaps, um, like here. Well, it's it's two things. Number one, this guy said something about well, maybe they're talking about when they changed their name to Chicago, when it's in the context of this Kindlewood and burning about you know the the Chicago burning. But oh, with the heat, you know, you, you know, they're in heat. They're so hot. They're they're Kindlewood, and then they. I remember they, that that yeah. same theory on Misfit Central back in the day about the big fire in Chicago. Right, that's, really right. that's interesting. Well, that okay. 100% I think that's what that's has to be what it is they're talking he is what he's doing is he's doing a uh what's it called a double entendre yeah alliteration about they all change their names to Chicago's if to say they're so hot that they change their names to Chicago because they're on fire with what they're doing beautiful I I, I think that's that's got to be it yeah right I, I think we can I thought that would be a real source of contention but at the end of the day I think I think that's just the most likely answer. What about <clears throat> um, Sorry. Hold on. I'm getting a call. It's it's Glenn. Yeah, what's he saying? <laughs> he says it's about violence. <laughs> really? Hold on. We're all wrong. <laughs> well, I guess that solves it. I was about to try and do the same joke, and I just realized. Oh, man. The, no, the moment, the moment was Russell's. It was a great idea. I was to say, no, I just got a call from Glenn, and he said this. That, no, no, Russell, it's great. It's great. All right. It's great. It's great. John, John of Doom is in the chat. He says it's the night Chicago died. The night Chicago died. Is that a died. song? That sounds like a song. I don't know if it's a song, but it must be in reference to that on some. It's a good song title. Definitely. Okay. I, I would think so. So no resistance, no resistance. Children in heat, you can't control them. Why I'm running away. So the, the, the lyrics here changed several times. Why I'm running away. They're running away. You can't control them. <clears throat> Why I'm running away. They, I think they just got them wrong. I don't think right. that's did, did you, correct. Did you catch that line that David Lee says? He says, well, he did run right. away from kids. He said he didn't marry and didn't have kids. So hmm. that's interesting. <laughs> that's pretty interesting. But I mean, he was also young at the time. Who right, knows? Right, right. Maybe, like maybe that. young Glenn Danzig thought maybe he'd have kids at that point in his life. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but it's definitely just a. You know, it, it almost feels like Children in Heat. Almost feels like it could be a song. Even I'm not talking about like like sonically. I'm just talking about thematically. It seems more like something that would fit on Static Age. Absolutely, I thought the same thing. Right. Like it's not a horror business song. You could almost even swap it. I would say I would love to hear a static age version of Children in the Heat. That would be an interesting cover. I'm, I'm fairly certain I've, I've jammed it with Mr. Jim before. Jim has drummed on that back in the Misfits days. I would yeah. imagine that he would have if think about it. So Joey comes into the band in late 78. Just as Jim is leaving, they, they were already probably sort of you know assuming that glenn wrote those songs in three months or at least had some semblance of those songs already rehearsing mm -hmm. that 
that the Static Age lineup would have been working over preliminary horror business lineup material at the that song, time. The songs I know Jim did for a fact were horror business. Um, Eagles? Yeah, Where Eagles Dare, Who Killed Marilyn, and uh, what, what are we talking uh, Children Eat. So it's all the horror business tracks, really. Hmm. That's so weird. I mean, that would be a really interesting sort of like cover. You know, I've, by the way, I just want to point out um, this band took me up on my, on my challenge. I challenged the band to, I said, I want you to cover, or I said in general, this is the challenge I put out. I said, cover Sam Hain songs like their Earth AD songs and cover Earth AD songs like their Sam Hain songs. And this band did it. They really? did a 17 track album. Wow. I haven't listened to it yet. We're gonna I'm gonna do a whole show about this. I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm very nervous. I, I I listen, no matter what, A for effort. Like the fact that they yeah. put in the friggin' time. I'm yeah. very curious to see how it turned out. They they really put a lot of time and effort into this. So I just want to shout them out, definitely be talking about that. But it makes it inspires me. It makes me think of well, what about again, horror business, all the horror business songs, but done in that sort static. of more static age. Like imagine uh, Mr. Jim arrangements to those drum parts, yeah. more fills, not as not of all about hat. power. <laughs> Some high hat kind of stuff that would be really cool. Yeah. It would be really cool, <clears throat> and you know you could really make the songs sound very differently. You would have to be very intimate with both eras of the band to understand the nuances and the differences in the players. But it would just be a very it would be very interesting to see how that horror business material would be put through that filter. And I guess you could do it vice versa with the static age stuff through the horror business prism, but I don't think it would be as interesting. You know, what would be interesting. I've wanted to do this for a while. We bite in static age form. <laughs> that would be very interesting. I could, it absolutely could be done. Absolutely. That would be, uh, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I, I, I think it would like definitely, but isn't that isn't that what's so fun about that like just imagining yeah. here david says what about children and he does unbaptized children in hell I, I mean another great sort of that that works too i mean that's yeah. what i that's what i like about these shows everybody sort of like kicks in their interpretations um amy says one of my favorite misfit songs i don't know why it just is it's definitely about rebellious children although bfk's explanation also sounds good misfits based a lot of the lyrics yeah um yes doom and gloom i, I you know uh you're talking about uh, the vice versa-ness of the horror business stuff yeah um, i just you know i love horror business the way it is i could not imagine even as much as I love Jim's drumming, I could not imagine it with that closed tick tick hi hat. You know, like Joey's big wide ass open stuff going on. Really, to me, just made that song. You know? I I think it would sound almost more Ramonesy if the Static Age lineup did like a horror business. Yeah, yeah. I you know I think that could be real cool, especially but like what's stuff. But it makes perfect sense because. They get, they get a guitar player because they're like, we need a guitar player. We need to be more Ramones sounding or have more of a Ramones punk sound in some way, shape, or form. And then 
when Bobby gets in the band, I mean, they really sort of like that horror business material takes another step in that Ramones in a Ramones ish direction before I would say making a, another right hand turn to being what Walk Among Us was, right? Would you say that horror business is more Ramonesy than Sadgage? I think I don't think so. I, I think do. So. I do. Ima okay, here's the okay. Imagine I could imagine attitude being like beat on the brat, but I could also imagine Joey Ramone singing horror business like really well. I can imagine you go in the bathroom with me. I can imagine 80s Joey singing. I can't imagine him like, you know, like, <laughs> oh man, Rocket to Russia era. No, like leave home Joey, leave home Joey. Like, glad to see you go, but yeah. instead of glad to see you go, it's horror business. Fuck yeah. That would be, that'd be something. That would be something. That would be something. Uh, let's keep let's keep it on. That that was a great little tangent. Yeah. Let's keep, let's 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 rein it in for a second. Let's move on to our second song. How are you guys picking the songs? Did you guys go over this? We, we yeah, we have a preset. We have five songs. Cool. Yeah. And yeah. we're gonna do the last one we're gonna do is gonna be Spinal Remains and Feline Nursery, and that's where you'll really come in a little bit. Just so you know, Robbie, the, the adults got together beforehand and picked all the songs. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. That is what happened. Um, New young whippersnapper. Exactly. So what is, maybe we'll do a six song that Ro of Robbie's picking, as long as it has to be something that we've never, that we haven't done okay. before. Think of, it has to be a mystery though, Rob. Like that's the thing. And that's why this is kind of finite. Like we can only do so many of these episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Run out. And like the, that's part of the fun. If we know, like you can't, you can't do a song like Return of the Fly. No, no, no. <laughs> What's he saying about? What's he saying on Return of the Fly? What is he saying, Helene? What yeah. the 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 actresses, the actress characters? You know, why what I mean? is the why is the fly returning? <laughs> why? Because okay. the chicken crossed the road. I guess I don't know. That's yes, exactly. Um, all right, hold on. I'm going to share our next. What's our next? What's our next uh, song, Russell? Um. Do you have the list in front of you, or I guess okay? I'll just tell you right off the top. We could we got TV casualty. Well, do we yeah. want? I don't want to. Let's keep it a surprise. I so I just called out TV casualty. So we'll do. Let's just do TV casualty. I was actually one the one I was going to say we should do. <clears throat> um, yeah, dude. TV casualty is sure, Robbie. Freaking awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I know no this one by heart anyway, but we'll just All do right. it just so we have the lyrics we, up there. Now we we did. Um, some of my favorite we, lyrics of all we time. We did delve into this one a while back, a little bit. Did we? With with your with your uh, uh, with the first episode? No, 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 no. You you brought up that comic book. Yes, yes, but that was that was trying to see if where so that was where I thought the lyrics came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was from a creepy book. Mm -hmm. I was reading creepy magazine, and all of a sudden. Go back to that. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but go. Basically, long story short, people, that I don't even know where that episode was. Long story. This was like over a year ago. Long yeah. story short, um, the the character starts saying, "Please don't feed my television screen." I'm going. Where else oh, yeah, yeah. did he get that friggin' line from? But a creepy comic. And I checked. I did some Russell casualty snooping, 
And I was like, well, this was published. I put on my nerd hat and I like was like, hmm, this was only published between 1971 and 1978. <laughs> I was like, and Glenn Danzig is a comic book reader. Therefore, so I mean, it, it, it very, very, very possibly could have come for that. And you know what? I suppose, you know, I've talked about before, like what, what kind of questions I would ask Glenn Danzig, like right off the bat, that's what I'd ask him. And he'd be like, no. I wrote that. I made it up. <laughs> but but I think that's where it came from. So check that out. Creepy kids. Creepy. Um this is my favorite this is one of my favorite um lyrics of his and it again goes back to the beat poetry thing. It's you know again I can't, I'm so sick of talking about this. Bukowski, Bukowski, Bukowski. This is just Glenn Danzig trying to write something something like Charles Bukowski. This you know. Is that this is at his strongest of like mystic yeah. you know what i mean bukowski style shit right just trying so hard to be like you know just again this this reads like beat poetry it's beautiful there are paint smears on everything i own the vapor rub is lying on a table of filth christmas cards to which i never replied and then here's what's interesting. My eyeballs absorb only blue filtered light. Now, this is the second song on Static Age. The first song talks about we're all blue from projection tubes. There's like, it's almost like there's a theme here or uh, there was maybe concept. that. Sorry, maybe. what were you going to say? Concept album of sorts, maybe. Or not I, album, but, but EP of sorts or something. No, I maybe. Maybe just, a trilogy of songs. Yeah, just that he wrote those songs probably at the same time or in the sim thinking about that stuff and they go know? right into what like i know back in the day they would just perform static right into tv so maybe right. they were meant to be kind of like a like not i mean no, i'm not saying in the same side but like a wheel rocky right into we are the champions or like <clears throat> a, you know what i'm saying something like that where right they're meant to be played together well, I think they're definitely meant to be played. They're supposed to be. They're almost like, in, in, in a, you know, in a weird kind. Oh, my God. Here's one for you. It's the same thing as what we just talked about. How, Robbie, before you came on, we were talking about how Teenagers from Mars goes right into Children in Heat. And what are Teenagers from Mars? We didn't even talk about how Teenagers from Mars relates to Children in Heat thematically. Right? Like a little bit. They're both about like teenage fucking from different perspectives so there here are two songs that go that are probably written around the same time teenagers from mars and children in heat and go one right into the other although that's maybe not maybe not so because teenagers from mars was recorded all the way back in january of 1978 and children in heat was recorded a year later so it's possible that they were written at the same time but maybe not but thematically they most certainly go together and it's the same thing with TV Casualty and Static Age to an extent. Maybe those teenagers from Mars came down here and gave the old hot beef injection, you know, to to our teenagers, and now they're in heat. It's very, it's very possible. It's very possible. Um, but you know, I, I definitely see a, a running theme. What would the third song in each of these trilogies be? Daymona Mania. <laughs> um i don't know oh and what would be the third one for oh you know maybe it would be violent world i don't know in the the this the sort of tv cycle i, I don't know 
I don't know. Yeah. Is there, do they, maybe they're just, maybe they're just dual duologies, you know, dual sort of kismet album things. I don't know, man. Um, so yeah. All right. Let's take a look at it. There are paint smears on everything I own. The vapor rub is lying on a table of filth. Christmas cards to which I never reply. My eyeballs absorb only blue filter. Right. So he's writing from this perspective of uh, an artist, I think, or some character that lives in a studio and just sort of is antisocial and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought it was like some guy that's pretty much just holed up you know, he, he paints a pretty good picture there just with those few lines, you know. Yeah. It's just the guy's living in squalor. It's just, you know, trashed. You know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's in ill health. That's why he's got vapor rub. Frankly, you know? it might be autobiographical. Think about it like this. There are paint smears on everything I own. Glenn was always painting shit in his basement. Yeah. The vapor rub is lying on the table of filth. He literally could have written that line sitting at his table in a basement in his basement right like you know if he yeah. had a table down there or something and yeah. there's a vapor rub line there and he's like just writing there he's like hmm, i'm gonna write something very like autobiographical like bukowski does oh i never even thought of that 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 could be right? autobiographical and what, then what, what more would a singer have maybe than vapor rub you know to you know open everything oh. up you know? <laughs> good point wow. russell and then, and then Christmas cards to which I never reply. Like, um, you know, maybe that Glenn gets a lot of got got a lot of Christmas cards. Fuck Christmas, we go yeah. Christmas. You know, like, yeah, just like I always okay. read that as he's he's too busy. But I like I like yeah. that too. You know, he's like man. And he just sits in that basement watching when he's not doing art stuff. He sits down there and watches Twilight Zone episodes and old TV shows. His eyeballs absorb only blue filtered light from wow. his TV. <laughs> Rue says he's describing me. <laughs> I can't see. You know, my comments got jammed. Oh. Sorry. Uh -oh. oh, I missed a bunch of comments. Sorry, guys. That I was wondering. I was like, why isn't this? Wow, I never thought of that being autobiographical. That blew my Vapor mind. Rub does not open things up, right? Robbie, is that blowing your mind right now? Absolutely. Never thought of that. Like, check it out. So he's saying, I'm a T TV casualty. Like, I'm a TV casualty. I'm a casualty of TV. We're all right. Don't worry about us. We're all right. And then here's, ready for this? I wish they'd put Prince Namer on the tube. Glenn is a big comic book Aren't reader. Guy? Right? Yeah. Oh, Hold on. I think I have to puke. There's a spot in the corner where I always go. I like to feed the flies that I know. So he, I just put this together for the first time. He goes, hey, hold on. I have to puke. I puke in this corner that I always go to puke in. And I like to feed the flies with my puke. I never thought about that. Yeah. Those three lines all sort of flow into each other. Yeah. Now, wasn't wasn't some of this... Didn't you find some of this in that creepy comic? There was something about the, the flies. The, um, yeah, I don't. Okay, I don't remember that actually. I, it might be in there. I don't remember it. But he's saying the the one line I do remember. He says, "But please don't feed my television screen." What could that mean? I'll tell you what it means. Well, actually, I don't know what it means. But <laughs> here's what I think. Um please don't feed my television screen. He's saying how he feeds the flies that he knows. He feeds the flies that he knows with his puke, but don't feed my television screen 
with my puke. So he's he's saying, please don't puke on my TV. You know? Okay. Like, there's a spot. Hold on, I think I have to puke. There's a spot in the corner where I always go. I like to feed the flies that I know. But please don't feed my television screen. So I feed the flies with my puke, but don't feed my TV with my puke. Please don't feed my television screen. And that's what comes from that creepy comic. You know? Yeah. See, it could have been that he he read that line in the comics like, you know what? That would be a kind of a cool thing. And then he just built this whole song around that. Yeah. I just think I, I, I just think that would be really, really cool. John says that Horror Hotel and Ghoul's Night Out always went together as well. That's interesting. Oh, we got Loki. Hi, Loki. Yeah. Loki's peeping at us. Hey, Loki. Loki dog. Talking about Bukowski. Did Glenn ever mention him as one of his go-to authors? He sure did. He sure did in that uh, Pusshead no, no, Pus interview, too. Okay, both, right? Yeah, I was thinking about doing a whole... Someone suggested me recently to to tackle that thing. I was like, "Oh my god, that would be like a that would be like a a, a, a five hour episode." I mean, <laughs> it's possible, but and Glenn mentioned him on the back of uh, Cough Cool, right? Oh yeah. So yeah. this is him doing Bukowski, and just really, I mean, again, it's so weird. I never. That's the first time I thought about it as autobiographical myself. But I'm telling you, he's describing his. He's describing his where he lives, and then he's just saying that he has to puke. I don't know if he actually has to puke, but it, it's just like, you know, in the liter, alliteration, TV yeah, casualty. The third verse is where things get a monkey right. wrench. We, we are, this, is, this third verse is something else. It's That's what I mean. This is really favorite. My favorite thing in the world, but I don't understand it. I love this. And I you know what's funny? <laughs> When my wife was pregnant with my son, I used to always sing this. And she was like, shut the fuck up. And I was babies in prison. They call it a womb. But could you imagine Frank Sinatra doing this one? Babies in Do prison, it, Robbie. they call it a womb. Nine That's Robbie's guy right there. No parole. Slivers of steel stuck in your lungs. Breathe deep. We hey, need a donor for that's blood. That's pretty good. Thank you. Uh, I can't well, I always... st- Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was that line about the slivers of steel. I always thought of like a lung brush or something, you know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's that was just a picture that came to my mind the first time I ever heard that. Now, what that would have to do with a, you know, a baby in a womb, I don't know, but So, I think that this I think that he's writing this for the sake of it sounding good. I don't think it has anything else to do with the that's, earlier part of the song. That's sec- That's the second time, though, and it goes right into some kind of hate that he mentions something like iron or steel in a lung. Very true. Oh, look at you, man. Good look point. That good point. The maggots and the iron lung will copulate. <laughs> Who would think that it's the eye of love? Of course it's the iron lung. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's how I like to say it anyway. Babies in prison, they call it a womb. So, but there's like some interesting sort of sardonic worldview, you know, cynical worldview. Babies in a prison, they call it a womb. Nine months, the sentence, no parole, right? What is he saying about life in that kind of way? That being, not being born is like being in jail, 
where literally just being in a womb is like being in prison. You know, it's interesting. Also, it looks like every two lines is really a different subject. So maybe the slivers of right. steel has nothing to do with that because it's the babies, the slivers, and then, then we start talking about jaguars, you know. All right, so here's what it could be. All right, this is really, this is really, uh, this is really, really, really uh, out there. Ready? Babies in prison, they call it a womb. Nine months of sentence, no parole. Slivers of steel stuck in your lungs. Maybe the lungs of the woman that has the baby in prison. Breathe deep, we need a donor for blood, meaning that she's you-know-what. And well, go ahead. No, and just that, then, you know, after death, TVs, Jaguar, Cadillac, Zenith, and Sony's are all TVs that are grazing at your grave. And that goes back to that creepy comic where, oh, that's a good point. David's on to some stuff. He says he's changing channels. Those are the lyrics. Ooh. Wow. Ooh, I like that. Wow. I like that. That one's so much better. Like that. That, that, is, that is it right there. Babies in prison, they called room. Nine months of sentence, no parole. Channel change. Slivers of steel stuck in your lungs. Breathe deep when you need a donor for blood. Channel change. Jaguars at the cemetery. And when you think about what happens at the very end of this song, that really just, you know. That ties it all together. Yeah, you're right, right. And it goes into na 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 Yeah, and that's, that's great. That's great. But in the comic, in the creepy comic, there are there is like a TV. The TV comes to life, and you're supposed yeah. to feed the TV hot dogs. That's what happens in this, you know. Oh, this is good, too. He says, Halloween 3, remember the silver shamrock masks. Except that this predates Halloween 3, but that is really cool. Um, although I, you know, I have a theory that Halloween two is where Glenn really starts again to this idea of Sam Hain. And there was an interview that Erie Vaughn recently did that everybody should check out with the vinyl, something great vinyl collecting podcast. One of the most illuminating interviews about, you know, just that whole time period but he talks about how at the very beginning of sam hain how glenn was almost wanted to some of the art was going to be michael myers inspired from halloween 2 which really solidifies that idea but that was halloween 2 halloween 3 wouldn't come out until when 1982 right so it's definitely not this song predates that for sure for sure, without a doubt. Um, you guys got anything else for me on this one? This is that. Uh, David uh, really nailed it with uh, changing channels. That, yeah, I like that. That was cool. I like that. So it starts off, it's just a dude in his basement watching different channels. And that's what he's seeing. Uh, oh, my God. All right, all right. One step further. One step further. Okay? Ready? Ready to really go down the rabbit hole outer space? Not, I mean, there is no way to know this pure conjecture. But what if, as he's changing the channels, that is his personal viewpoint of the world for each thing? This character that's autobiographical of Glenn, 
ba he's watching something with with babies. So babies in prison, they call it a womb. Nine months of sentence, no parole. That's what I think about what I'm seeing on TV. Channel change, slivers of steel stuck in your lungs. Breathe deep. We need a donor for blood. Channel change. You know, TVs are feasting on the corpse of of us as people that consume this stuff. We are TV casualties. The end. Oh I like it. Yeah. Case closed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Good. Good. Let's move on. Let's move Somebody on. call Glenn and tell him what this song's about. <laughs> Glenn, we got a hot take. <laughs> Shut up. It's about violence. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. No one ever did. Not when I get like this. Not when I get like this inside my head. My you head. Know, when, you, when you do that voice, you ever seen Osmosis Jones? I have, but you I ever it's seen, been you many ever years. It's the freaking, it's the germ that's in, in uh, Bill Murray's armpit. That's what you, your Glenn sounds like. Really? <laughs> it's like an old mafia freaking germ in Bill Murray's armpit. That <laughs> is <sentence>. probably, <laughs> that is the craziest uh, sentence that I heard this week. <laughs> I often wonder if I'm, if I'm missing things on TV because I don't watch too much TV, but now I know I'm not. I'm, I'm good. Dude, Osmosis Jones rules. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good movie. That's not a TV show. It's a movie. Yeah. I, I watch way too much TV. I love it. I love it a lot. All right, shall we go on to Devil Lock? We kind of did Devil Lock a long time ago, but let's do it again because Russell had. Oh, and then yeah, yeah. Let's just do Devil Lock. Hold on, Russell. Russell sold me on on this. Hold on, you gotta find it here. Okay, let's see if we can pull this up, Jamie. Hold this up, please. <laughs> I got to tell you, Joe Rogan was on with some real Looney Tunes, and I just, I'm so done with Joe Rogan, unfortunately. I liked his Snoop Dogg one, though. He did read. That was entertaining with Snoop. Did he? Did he do it with Snoop? <laughs> I did not know that. Very into Snoop is a character. Actually, I would kind of like to. I, his interviews are good. You can't take away from his interviews. He does good interviews, but, you know. I mean, he's really bananas. Okay. In any case, let's see. Can we zoom in on this? Yeah. Oh, so good. He, There's an actual lyric on this one. The, these are the actual lyrics. <clears throat> went to the someone on Reddit took a picture of the page out of the lyric book. This is from the what is it? Hidden lyrics of the left hand. Yep. Um, go go buy the book, guys, if you can. Um, oh shit, are we still I sharing? Think, uh... Does it, doesn't the official Danzig store have those every now and then? I, I, I think it was a volume that. two, wasn't there? Yeah. Seems like, like you could get them autographed or whatever, you know, but, but they just pop up randomly on their eBay store or something like that. But, uh, possible. You might it get lucky. possible. You might get lucky. Like those Halloween bags that pop up on Kill Your Idols. Okay. Let's, let's take a look at this. Don't mess with demon offspring. Man, I wish Tanner was here because he had some sort of hot take on the lyrics. I don't remember what it was. Don't mess this. So now we're now we're shifting over. I mean, a big shift. We were talking about early Bukowski-influenced lyrics before. And then what happens, in your guys' opinion, what happens with the shift over to Earth AD? You know, does that, is there like, uh, is there... Do you notice much difference in the lyrics in what he's doing lyrically? Is he putting as much care 
and energy into the lyrics like the earlier songs or do you think way it's more poetic. way less yeah. poetic yeah and, less... And, and they seem angrier just as a whole everything and seems angry. perfect word russell i think these are super ang- his early lyrics are really like smart and witty and interesting and his later lyrics and again i love all the misfit songs but I don't love this song for its lyrics. I love this song for its face-melting brutality that makes me want to punch myself in the face and rip my flesh about my, my face. Yes. You know, that's yes. why I like that's why I like Earth AD. I don't I'm not sitting there, you know, snapping my fingers to Daemonomania. You know what I mean? <laughs> um <laughs> You're a mess, Jeff. I know. I know. What can I say? But right. um, yeah, so don't mess the, this demon offspring. The virgins' demon offspring. Their fury has no master. Master, I, yeah. master. I am cancer. I mean, this is like not even That's fun. Not M? <laughs> That's it's, not an M. It says Naster. That's has good. no Naster. Haster. Napster. Napster. Ha- no, it's definitely <laughs> Napster. No, it's obviously the fairy has no master. It's like he's not even trying to write anything. It's like he just has to make it fit something. Um, I'm gonna make you ah. Time for midnight masses. Your... Yeah, that sounds good. But I'll you know what's it. you know what's funny? I could almost see this. This is what's so hilarious about this. I could almost imagine this being on Danzig One. I'm gonna make your world bleed. <laughs> I'm going to make it pay. I'm going to rip its core out. I am. You know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. that yeah. should be a challenge for somebody. Somebody should do that challenge. Make I Devil Lock say- a Danzig one. Yeah. Song. Could you, could, do you see what I'm saying though? Like, yeah, yeah. I just totally imagine like, or maybe like, you know, like, like that riff from uh, uh, Tired of Being Alive, you know, but like, I'm gonna make your world bleed. No spring. There you go. There you go. You got it. I am. I am cancer. I am a devil lock. What is he saying? What did, were you saying off the air, Russell, about this? You had something. So, and this. I mean, this just came to me while we were talking earlier. It's just like, what if you know we we think devil lock is like you know the hairstyle, a lock of hair, but what if he's saying this cancer. You know, I'm like the devil, and I'm, and it's locking the cancer is like locking me into you. You know, what if he's, you know, just just a wild, crazy, stupid thought I had. The hot take. Yeah, hot take. That's a hot take. David again, David with the, David with these zingers. He says, "I am cancer. I am a hairstyle." Fucking <laughs> <laughs> David Lee, man, you are. I'm gonna rip your heart out and make you pay, buddy. That's. <laughs> This is funny. The guy who, in my opinion, sings the best version of Ain- of Wolf's Blood live. There's nobody who I've ever, never heard. I mean, there's not a lot of covers of Wolf's Blood out there. This is the only dude who can actually, like, phrase the words right. You know, if you ever tried singing along to Wolf's Blood, it's really difficult. But he's saying that even the Earth AD lyrics scared him. I mean, oh, interesting. Uh, Harmy says, it's a deal made with the devil. Like a devil lock, a rip. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I like that that idea, but I don't know. I I don't know. Here, the head of 
the head of woken darkness, the head of potent evil. Its fury has no master. I am cancer. I'm gonna make this world bleed. I'm gonna make it pay. I'm gonna rip it. It's just him being angry at the world. That's literally what the song is about. I always thought like Devilock was like almost an entity and he's talking about this entity as himself. Like I'm gonna make the world bleed. I'm gonna make it. Yeah. You're saying? And he's saying that he is a cancer on the world. Right, I am a cancer. Go well, make the world the pay. What if Devil Lock is like a warlock? What you know, something I don't know. Wow, good point, dude. Maybe the Devil Lock is like a warlock of some kind. <laughs> With this really cool hairstyle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's not much to the song. That's it, <clears> right? <throat> it's a yeah. great song. It really pumps me up. You know, it's the aggression. It's not even the lyrics. Oh, yeah. it's the aggression of it. Pure aggression. And I mean that's what that's what you got with that Earth A D lineup. And you know, mm -hmm. again, you can always I know that this it's not this is gonna sound like gatekeeping, but you know, again, in the same way that I know someone loves every fiber of the misfits being when they say, I love a song like Come Back. I also know that someone loves every fiber of the misfits being when they love the songs on Earth A D as much as they love, say the static gauge material. And I do. I really do. If if I have to pick, I might not pick Earth AD as my first choice, but it has its time and its place, you know? Yeah. Truly. My yeah. my top my top ten are always gonna pepper across everything. You know, it's right. I'm not gonna pick like the majority of static age or the majority of Walk Among Us. It, it it's really just there's two or three songs out of everything that really are just tops for me. But uh <laughs> I'll rip your eyes out. He's making so many threats. Yeah. I'll rip your eyes out. Time. I'll rip your heart out. <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass, Bobby. No, you know, <laughs> I remember the, the first time hearing this song, um, you know, it was on, on the collection one cassette. And um, I, I don't know if we had my buddy and I, the, the guy that really got me into the band, um, you know, before that it had been legacy and, and just like mixtapes. And then we somehow got a hold of this collection one tape and we throw it in, you know, and, and playing along and it's like, yeah, you know, these are cool songs and it gets to devil. And I swear to God, I thought the stereo and speakers like exploded in his car. Cause it's just like, you know, just like out of nowhere, man. Like, dude, I, I love this song. I love it this really song. is. It really is a fantastic song. But I mean, again, yeah, I, I, I just feel like what he's saying. I, I feel like care. on some level, Glenn's just like, okay, we have this hairstyle. We've called it the Devil Lock. We need a song to go with it. So, you know, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm I mean, getting... I, I don't, I don't, I don't even care really what the lyrics are. It's just like Robbie said. It's it's the aggression. It's just, it's just. Bam! You know, this thing is just like explodes out of the radio. I love it. I'm getting a request from John Bob to do a Sam Hain lyric show next. We will definitely do Sam Hain lyrics at wow. some point. Gotta hit up plenty to talk about there, too. Really yeah. gnarly stuff, especially uh, the howl. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, yeah, the howl. Holy crap. But um, yeah, I guess that's it. With this song, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's much more to I don't really think say about it. Much more. Yeah, I think that's there's... the consensus. I mean, it's just he's just I'm just playing this this thing, you know. I'm just gonna the, just um... thing. Thanks, 
the end part of the song is really great. Just that sort of, it almost feels like, I always imagine like a, a ship at sea going down under the waves. Like, you know, everything's just sort of like crashing and burning, you know, as the, the song, it's like the song is a train and it just flies off the tracks oh, at yeah. the end. It just sort of explodes as it all crumbles. He's going, no, whoa, whatever the hell he's saying. They're just... It really is. It really is. This whole album is really something else. It's just such, it's such fury and aggression. It's the perfect way to describe it, truly. So, all right, that's that is that one. Let's let's move on to the next song. Um, 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 um Russell, what do you want? What's the next song we're doing? Oh, let's do the long one, man. Let's do, let's do the six minutes of comeback or whatever, whatever it is. I'm glad you said that. It's one of my favorite songs. Like I said, I feel like I feel like if you don't like this song, again, not to sound like a elitist gatekeeping asshole, but I feel like if you don't <laughs> like the song, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. On some level. Like this is just such a great friggin' track. Um a couple of things to say about it before we begin officially in that I think this is one of the very, I think this is a very, very early Misfits track. Like, this track exists, I think, like, at the same time as some of those other, you know, unheard tracks. You know what I mean? The yeah. The Absolutely. unreleased tracks. Um, Robbie, would you say, do you think this song was written purely on a piano, uh, yeah, right? No. Absolutely. It's a piano song? Just even the way you play it on a guitar, it's just all, it's piano chord, you know what I mean? Like, it's piano chords 101, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, tell us about it musically, if there's anything else you can say about it. Something that, you it, know. It all, it all goes back to the E chord. Literally, you could just, because there's a show that I did with Mr. Jim. You don't yeah. even need your one hand. To, you just use one fucking hand to play most of the song. So it's probably, you know, Glenn, even... It could also be Glenn experimenting, trying to write a song on guitar and not being able to really play. <clears throat> yeah. Very, very true. Very possible. And now, again, for those of us who are not as musically inclined or lack musical language, there, how, I, when I hear this song, I hear like blues. What is it, the blues element that I'm hearing? The dun, 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 dun. It's all bass blues, it's all uh, blues scales. Blue scales. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you take out that, um, I don't know what you call it, instead of that dun 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 dun, if you just go da dun da dun da dun da dun da dun. Oh wow. Blues feel. Ding 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 ding. Sorry. No, that's right. It's. I think it's all the. Robbie, you can you know weigh in on this probably better than me, but it it sounds it's more like the picking pattern that sort of fools your mind into into not realizing it's a blues pattern, but you're subliminally absolutely on that, you know. Absolutely. I, I just have to highlight right off the bat, Amy is just dropping dropping some interesting insight that I think needs to be a, a, at least appraised or mentioned as we're talking about this. She says the song is about a raven that Glenn found on the side of the road. He took care of it and helped it heal it. When the raven was healed, it flew away. I really like that a lot. Are you about to play something for us, Russell? No, I was just thinking about that, what I was just talking about, you know. I yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Give us a little demo. No, nah, that's all right. I'm just... You okay? Okay. You just Rob, do your Rob little demo. Okay. Okay. 
No, no, no one will put you on the spot. Don't worry. Uh, that's interesting. Army also says, "Come back, baby, into my arms." Jim Morrison, and we know how much Jim Morrison is. Oh my God, it's all coming out. They're they're getting ready. Robbie's got his keyboard. Yeah, yeah, it's literally it's go. like eight bar blues, you know. That's wow. On Come back. Wow. That's the entire That's song. it. Entire song. It's just that one, you know. So you know what's interesting? The his voice on it, it's very Jim Morrison-y, but it's all you can almost imagine it almost being kind of like an Elvis song too. A little bit? It absolutely. To me, right? after you know, I, I didn't discover Cough Cool until you know, it was several years into it. It was before the box set, but yeah. you know, once I heard that, I thought, man, this this song sort of sounds like something he may have written around that same time. And with Robbie talking about the piano, I mean, to me, that that just sort of comes together. I love it, man. I, I really like that. All right, so let's let's dive into this. Yeah. David Lee says not only that he called the Raven violence. I don't know what that's in reference to. He he called the Raven violence or something. I don't know. Let's take a look. So he says. So the other thing too about comeback, it sounds like an invocation of some kind. You know, like you are trying to res literally resurrect something in some way, shape, or form. Um, on as Amy said, on the surface, it literally could be about Glenn nursing a Raven back to health and asking and then it flies away and he's asking asking it to come back and bite his face <laughs> yeah. i always thought it had something to do with the poe you know with Edgar. i always thought it was poe as well i thought that was him just inspired by the raven the poem yeah and sort of doing his own little like dark blues version of that song of that uh Right. Writing. Saying, and then here's the thing too, and notice this. This is important to note as well. What do you guys notice about this page? I sound like a teacher. What do you guys note? What do you guys notice about this page that's similar to the lyric page from Bullet? The big spaces in it, I guess, is yeah. right. There, everything is spaced in a very particular way, as if it's almost like some sort of like like a home. cue card. No, like uh, like the way that you would sort of use formatting on a poem to add sort of like a visual oh, yeah. element. Yeah, I was, but Russell is even he's on. I think he's on the money with like a cue card because like I've been waiting. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. What you, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But now, now what I'm curious to know is. So then, what about bullet? Does does all the stuff on Bullet do the same thing? And is that something that Glenn is that, that like up. a known thing, or is that Glenn sort of what is on the back of that Initium uh, sweatshirt? Because I the, know. I, you know, there's that Initium sweatshirt. I think it has Black Dream on the back of it. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, there. There. You're right. It is. A, it is a cue card. You're so right about that. This is not then. It is. Not now. Come back. And just not to get off on a huge tangent here, but you, you spoke about the bullet lyrics. 
what if, and we've, we've talked about this before that bullet was originally, you know, beat poetry. What if right. the, the, the cadence or the metering that he, that he lays out with those spaces was how it was originally supposed to be spoken word or whatever. And then he just transformed it into a song. We should look right. at that here. We should look right. at Wow. Friggin' nailed it, dude. Come back, little raven, and bite my face. I've been waiting, endless waiting. Come back and bite my face. He's asking a raven to bite his face. And it's just so... Oh, God, it's such a great song. It's, All right. It's I, Sorry, go ahead. I, well, I got something else to say about that. Um, please, please. When, when I first heard this, I thought it was like a love song, you know, and biting his face is more like kissing, you know. It's, right. It's, you know, and his little raven is his little woman or whatever, you know. And I don't know, maybe they broke up and he's waiting on her to come back. Uh -huh. Maybe he's waiting on her to get off work. I don't know, you know. No, yeah. I I mean, I always thought that, you know, oh. you get that feeling not from the comeback, but you get it from the, the music. You know, that's a beautiful thing about music. This is going to sound really cliche and tacky, but it's true, where music almost sort of uh, elicits emotion and sort of... Yeah is an inflection of the lyrics in and of itself and that the the melody of the song like the the feeling that the song invokes inside almost sort of um hints at what the lyrics are about in some way shape or form it's very brooding and very just withdrawn you know mm. Mm. it's just i don't know it's just a really really great song Come back, little raven. Deep sink your claws. Wait, what is it? How? Wait, somebody. Wait, what? Come back, little. Claws. Deep sink your little. No, no, it's like deep sink your claws. Right, right. Deep sink your claws. So now he's doing this sort of. He's trying to like be all poet. I chalk that up to hey, I'm just gonna like say this in like a poetic kind of way instead of just saying, you know. What if that means digging her fingernails into his back? Right. So Little Raven, yeah. Come back, Little Raven. Deep sink your claws. Definitely sounds like he's talking about a a woman dressed maybe in black or something, you know? Oh, what is this dressed in black that stands before me? <laughs> Figure in black. You know what I'm saying? Because he yeah. loved fucking Black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. So it's almost like deconstructing the song Black Sabbath in a weird way. Come back, little raven. Deep sink your claws. This is not... Okay, so this is not then. It is not now. What does that mean? That's such a... What a weird coupling of words. Not then, not now. This is not then. It is not now. I think Amy's right with two lovers who might break up or get into a fight. You know, you're you're reasoning this is not then, this is not yeah. now. It's not what happened last week. It's you know To me it sounds like two lovers who might break up or get into a fight and one of them ends up ending themselves. Interesting. Just like the real, why, why I would say that that if that works is because the thing you've realized what I've done, you're talking about someone like how she broke you. And then, you know, slashing your heart for fun and whatnot. And that he didn't love anybody but her with the I'm not alive for anyone. You know what I mean? Oh, I like that. Yeah. I think you realize what I've done on the corner. Slash my heart for fun. I'm not alive 
for anyone, I think you realize what I've done. What Ove done. What fucking is typo is in this fucking thing? Is it a typo? <laughs> Ove? It's not Ove. Well, if you that's, ever look at the back, font, is it? That's, that's at, written, right? Look at the back of Danzig sings Elvis or the liner notes for that. I mean, it's really it's rough. <laughs> Sorry, Uncle Glenn, it's rough. Okay, so so has he done something that he's ashamed of? Did he? I don't know. Hold on, let's let's go back for a second. All right, come back, little Raven. Deep sink your claws. This is not then. It is not now. So, okay, okay, here it is. So he's saying, this is not then. Not then. Then is the past. So this is not the past. It is not now. Now is the present. So we're not in the present and we're not in the past. So therefore, we're. he's projecting into the future that it is the future. This is not then. It is not now. Come back deep sink your claws as if like oh my god as if like come into the future with me or come to where i am at another place in time and you do that by you know grasping into me with your claws okay maybe and then think you realize what i've done on the corner and again when i think of on the corner slash my heart for fun i'm reminded of cough cool yep so is come back to cough cool is come back and cough cool the couplet in the same Ooh. way that teenagers from mars and uh children in heat and ghouls night out in horror hotel and what was the last one we had uh what was the last one oh ch children heat and teenagers from mars and oh tv casualty and static age oh yeah wow 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 this is this is nuts um I mean that's a real that's a jump that's not it's, uh, <laughs> but it's fun to think about. So, so what is he saying like on the corner is he saying like I'm out here in front of everybody and just you know you're ripping my heart out? I mean what what's what's going think on there? Think you realize what think you realize what I've done. So think you realize what I've done. I think you know what I did on the corner. Something happened on the corner, but he's talking about in the past. To go back to the, this is not then, this is not, it is not now. You cheat on her, maybe? Yeah. Maybe. Slash my heart for fun. Yeah. Cheating. Slash my heart for fun. I had some fun, and I slashed my heart in the process by cheating on you. So he knew what he was doing was wrong, and that's why he's... Okay. That, okay. That... David Lee says he's dead. Time is frozen for him. Ooh, Let's like think that. about that. This okay. is not then. It is not now. But to me, that suggests that we're in the future here. But it also could be, yeah, that time is frozen. Um, Or he's projecting what he thinks this girl is going to say. Right. Uh, what, oh. what, Amy, what Amy said about ending themselves. Think you realize on the corner uh, what I've done. On the corner, slash my heart for fun. I'm not alive for... Oh, I forgot. The next line is, I'm not alive for anyone. As I, one of you said it, uh, I'm not. I'm only alive for this girl, or literally, yeah. I'm not alive for anyone. Uh, think you realize what I've done. Yeah, that he's ended himself. you got to come back, right back to me. So he's asking a girl to end herself with so that they could be together. So when he's saying come back... He's saying, come back to death. 
not come back to life. Oh, That's, like this, is a, this is a real good theory. This is, oh. this is a good one. I yeah, like it. I, Love this, love this quote from Jar Jarmy has some out there stuff, but this is a good one. This is from HP Lovecraft. That is not dead, which can eternal life and what strange eons can even death may die. Really, really trippy sort of idea. Even death may die. No, I like that a lot. So he, so he's, so let's take it from the beginning with that understanding. Ready? We're going to try this one more time. So okay. well, I understand this is a woman and that he come back little raven i'm dead come back little raven and bite my face dig me up i've been waiting endless waiting he's waiting in death come back and bite my face deep sink your claws deep like underground sink your claws into the dirt this is not then it is not now come back deep sink your claws Think you realize what I've done? He's, yeah, he's telling us. It's a story. He's telling us what happened. Down on uh, what I've done on the corner, slash my heart for fun. I'm not alive for anyone. He died. Think you realize what I've done? You got to come back to me. So come back to death. That's what it is. Wow. Friggin' deep. Yeah. Deep. <laughs> um, did we do it? Anything else to say? You guys have anything? I don't know. I mean, we 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 threw some pretty yeah. good ideas out there. I think I definitely think this is not about the Poe thing. I think this is definitely about a, a story about a woman. I think you know, you're right. This has nothing to do with Poe. Or no, no, that's not true though. It could. It could have been based off it, and then he turned it into his perspective. Yeah. It, again, Glenn likes to juxtapose. We talked about this yeah. with with horror Movie. business or Psycho. Yeah, Psycho and Sid and Nancy together in the in the bathroom of death it's the same thing he's taking poe and he's wrapping a story and here's the thing it, what's the thing in the raven about lenore the the girl that has been dead for a long time you know so maybe that he's doing like the reverse of that yeah, could be i don't know what's up mom how you doing mom longoria is here right come join me in death that's what i'm saying that's okay. It's never too late to come to the party on the internets. Okay, guys, should we move on? Hey, I'm yeah. good. All right. We're moving on to the next one. Um, so for this next one, I think this is, we're going to do, hold on one second. We're going to do, okay. This one is a bit of contention here because Nobody actually really knows the lyrics to this song. Which one? Spinal Remains. Okay. For the most part. Would you agree with that? The yeah, no. lyrics in the... I mean, there's something about, like, red clown shoes or some nonsense. Like, really? But hold on. Think about this. We're about to jump into another one of those where it's not then, it's not now. This isn't really death. This isn't really life. What What's going on with this stuff, man? Oh, this isn't really death. This isn't really life. Wow, this isn't really anything I like. But of course, we all know. Should, should we start from the feline nursery and then work our way into it? Or what, how should we do this? I think we should do feline nursery and then change it to spinal because yeah, feline okay. was the basis of it. Right. So there was a song called Feline Nursery. It was, uh, I don't know where it was in like sort of the, I don't know where any of the songs were in the chronology of early 
misfit songs but there as we said there are some misfit songs that are definitely older than other ones or seem that way by the way that they're written structurally and whatnot and come back theme for a jackal definitely are are older than say some of the other songs you know um so then you have a song like feline nursery comes along and the i don't know the, it sounds like maybe it would come a lot later you know what i mean like maybe it was written sometime in mid or late 77 or something or who knows maybe it was part of that early batch here's the thing manny said that they had as many and this is what he remembers and who knows how you know accurate this is there were as many as 25 misfit songs when they first started okay. playing now of those 25 misfit songs i think that maybe they weren't i think that was more like they were rehearsing 25 songs in their repertoire uh, who knows how many of those or were actually written for the misfits ideas or like little tidbits like oh, could be little... could be totally could be robbie um now feline nursery is not i don't know what do you want to say about feline nursery robbie i don't know what the hell it's about i mean what are the, so the lyrics so you gotta throw away the key to you the gotta feline. throw just like children in heat i think it's the same thing you gotta throw away the key to the feline nursery just sounds like a chick flick not a chick flick uh what is a feline nursery felines talking about women you know like kind of like night nurses like that kind of thing like feline nursery feline nursery is like you know what instead of acting like i friggin know what i'm talking about let's look it up let's see what happened let's see if there's any sort of well, that was a song, right? And then he changed it because there was a song. Right. So that's the other thing. It becomes Spinal Remains because as they're recording Static Age, it becomes, at some point, I don't know how, at some point it becomes known to Glenn or the whole band that there is a song already out there called Feline Nursery. And so right there in the studio on the spot, the song is changed to Spinal Remains, right? Um so I found something about this earlier. Yeah. Um, it's an interview with Jerry. Yeah. And he says, uh, you'll know it as Spinal Remains. But at the time, we had a song called Feline Nursery, Jerry says, explaining the logical jump from uh, cats to corpses. The studio had this really hot secretary. She came into the recording room and bumped into the 24-track recording machine and kind of put a glitch in Feline Nursery. It wound up later. Glenn changed the lyrics, and it became Spinal Remains. I think that's a misremembering because I've heard that was in the doorway that they chopped up with a take one and a take two. Yeah, Tom B said something about having to assemble that song. There was no complete song. They had to they had to basically manufacture it. Because I think that wouldn't make sense. Why would No, they would changed they... sorry, go ahead. No, no, because the story goes that Glenn wrote the lyrics on the way to the studio. So why would he record the vocals and then, you know what I'm saying? Of a song that he already rewrote. Yeah. I think that, I think bottom line that they changed it because they, they just changed it because there was another song called Feline Nursery. And, you know, in terms of that whole bumping story, I've heard that story as well, but I don't know if that 
why would you have to change the entire name of the song? Why would you change yeah. the song because you bumped into the recording? Oh, I don't know. I don't you know, know. I, just, I just thought it was an interesting little tidbit. You know, for oh, for sure. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. What's up, Walter White from New Zealand? Welcome. Um, it's possible. Let's see here. Feline Nursery Song. I'm looking this up. See if there, what was the song? And it's all like kid stuff that comes up. I swear, you know, like, am I crazy? Like this idea of feline nursery, it sounds like something from like the fifties or the sixties, like, you know, like the, like the name of like a club where like, you know, you know, like go-go yeah. dancers would hang out. Where all the cool, where all the cool cats and kittens hang out. Right, right. Exactly. Carol what, Bas, Carol Baskin. What feline nursery? So what would the lyrics so you got to throw away the key to the feline nursery down in the what down in the city down in the sewer i don't know you're the one that sang the song what are you, what I mean, are you saying? I, come on I'm just, I mean, I'm just interpreting you know what others have said and you know what i mean and i'm whatnot. gonna throw away the key to the feline nursery get on the floor and whisper my name yeah when you dig my back to shreds when you dig when you rip my back to shreds i dig my boots into the soft remains of your spine so what it's about, it's a BDSM song. It's about it's about rough sex is what it's about. Well, David just fucking put a good a good comment. That could be very well. Ooh. Wow. Feline nursery, the underwear that covers the P U S S Y. David is on fire tonight. He's that's, the that's MVP. MVP. Who is this guy? Seriously. Is that Glenn? I feel like David, weren't you here for the last time we did this too? I feel like you were just like an MVP then as well. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna throw away the key. Then let's see what the actual lyrics say here. Hold on, because uh, it's about the same thing essentially. This isn't really sex, so it would be a BDS song. This even. isn't really sex. This isn't really life. This isn't really anything I like, and I will not sit on broken glass. Well, that's true. There you go. One. Maybe he's singing about not liking how the BDSM feels. Right. I'm going to throw away the key to the feline nursery. And then something down in the city. Where we feel no pain. Yeah, it's it's absolutely... It's absolutely a it's a song about sex. And that's the funny thing about Glenn Danzig's, you know, we don't think of Glenn as writing about sex, but he writes about sex a lot in his music. It's it's throughout all three bands. It's in Sam Hain, we know Holy Passion. <laughs> Human Pony Girl. <laughs> Giddy up, you know. Uh, she rides. She rides. I'm the monkey on your back. <laughs> Killer wolf. Killer wolf. I mean, yeah. it's every. It's everywhere. Black candy, probably. I don't know what the lyrics are to that one, but I'd imagine. I guess it's clear he's not a backdoor wolf. So. Yeah. Oh. But you know, uh, so he's been writing about that. I mean, even look at Bullet. You know, the prostitution of Jackie Onassis. Or of Jackie O, you know, because her husband has been gunned down in cold blood and now she must prostitute herself for the rich lifestyle that she's used to, afforded to. You know, my cum is your life source and the only way to get it is to suck or fuck. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Ballad says angel fuck, sure, which is about a prostitute. 
Oh man, should we should we make that the last song? I wanted <laughs> to do. I wanted. I you know what song I wanted to do? What I think we have to do Angel Fuck too before we get out of here. What we'll do, Ro- Robbie? What's your pick? I was gonna say in the doorway. Yes, we'll do both of those. I think I we'll do know. both of those. I fucking, that's my favorite Saturday song. I don't have any clue what the hell it could be about. All right, let's get back to this, though, real quick. And these, I got to tell you, this seems different from the Misfits Central version. There used to be something about, like, blue clown shoes or blue suede really? shoes. Yeah, it, I mean, the, it is. It's, like, atrocious. Hold on. You know what? Let me pull it up. I'm just, I don't think it's changed in 20-something years. Let's see if we can... Um, I'm, I'm trying really hard to figure out where that would fit into the song. I, that's that's terrible. Good, good old reliable Misfit Central. Hold on. You know, um, this is a, a great opportunity to say, you know, without Mark's efforts, you know, I don't think we would know half the stuff we know. And it, and I gotta say, it it pains me to hear people just throw out their well, Misfit Central's all wrong. It's okay, not well, all wrong, you know. But you of know, I mean, of course, there's going to be incorrect stuff there. You know, it it hasn't. Mark will be the first one to admit that, though. Mark Mark is the first guy to admit. Yeah. And but say he that. did a hell of a lot of work, a hell of a lot of really yeah. deep detective work and and leg work, very difficult stuff. He he's you know. the his he's the historian of all of this. Yeah, it looks stuff. like the spinal remains on Misfit Central is the same as what we're reading. Yeah, it is the same. I, I was. That's so weird. Yeah, Wicked Pussycat, which is also the only hip-hop song by Danzig as well. Oh, it's I like thought, the, uh, <laughs> I like uh, a bad now. I like a bad. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm putting oh, this out God. there. I want a Red Hot Chili Peppers oh, cover of Wicked please, Pussycat. No. I like a bow now. I like a better. I like a frick a frick a pussy and a ladder. When I got you back, I give it to your mother. Sickle a brutality. Wicked Pussycat. California. Jeff, you're doing a great job. <laughs> you like that? Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, you are a closeted rap artist. Thank you. Thank you. Ballad says, Jeff, I love that you chose Static Age album for these lyrics. You know, the thing is, Ballad, Static Age has the most interesting lyrics to talk about. You know, Ballad remembers when we, you know, Ballad, I clipped up that episode where we were talking about the howl with Devil Man. Remember that? And you you brought those lyrics to our attention. Don't do it now. We'll save it for a Sam Hain episode. We have to stay on point. We have to stay on task here. But yes, Danzig likes to write about fucking for sure. It, it's um, there is no difference here, though, in the um, spinal remains. It's the same. I'm looking at it right now. There used to be an old version. I swear it was on Misfit Central and it was something about my my blue suede clown shoes or something. And it was just I mean, it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. This isn't really sex. This isn't really life. This isn't really anything. It sounds like a very sort of sardonic no, sardonic is not the right word. Cynical. Again, a, another cynical like like viewpoint in what he's writing. This isn't really sex. This isn't really life. This isn't really anything I like. Like, he's bored with it. And I will not sit on broken glass, not for you or anyone. I will not cut my ass. So I'm not going to do all these things for you because this stuff bores me. We have no reasons, but we still have fun. 
uh, it's, he says down on the floor, but I think it's get down on the floor, baby, and whisper my name. Yeah, when you rip my back to shreds, I dig my boots in two. I mean, what a what a what a phrase there. I dig my boots into the soft remains of your spine. I want to savage your spine. He's basically savage, but he's saying savage, just like rip apart, shake it, shake like hey, shake you know, your. You know what would be a good music video for this? You put spinal remains over its coming down. Oh my god, that's, that's a same, mashup. But it's the same concept, right? BDSM. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. <clears throat> I dig my boots into the soft remains of your spine. I want to savage your spinal remains. And what's going on um, musically? It's like the same, just. Chainsaw to me. It's just not. It, it's not a guitar song. No, it's absolutely. That's such a keyboard riff. So, like, you know, like. And then translating it to guitar, there's like nothing going on. No, absolutely not. It's it was just, definitely written on piano. Hold, hey, hold this note, and that, that's all you need to do. And my, it just sounds like a chainsaw, man, the whole song to me. Oh, yeah, Jeff's Addiction says, my boots into my blue suede shoes. Oh, Jesus. I mean, it's very possible that that's what I'm referring to. I swear that I read that somewhere a long time ago. I want to savage baby your spinal remains. I want to savage baby your spinal remains. Remains. They make you change. I don't think that's right. I think it's in chains. I always say in chains. No, it's, the final one is different than the yeah of the chorus. Yeah, it's different. You got to throw away the key to the feline nursery. Get on the floor and whisper my name. Yeah, when I rip my back, when I rip your back to shreds. It's like I got to throw away the key. It, but it's interesting how the message kind of changes with Spinal Remains. He changes the whole viewpoint of the song. At first, he's saying you can't get enough of this feline nursery. You got to throw away the key to the feline nursery because you just can't stop. And then this is you know this version is this isn't really sex this isn't really life this isn't really anything i like you know feline nursery about addiction to bdsm yeah yeah Yeah, the key so you're not doing it maybe in the freeline nursery he's talking to her and saying hey you you gotta stop this stuff you're doing it Hmm. too much and the chorus the chorus would be i gotta i got a feline nursery i gotta yeah yeah, it's possible. Because he's uh, he's obviously expressed his you know dislike for it here, so you know may- maybe he just sort of pivoted the view. You know what's interesting? What's really interesting about it too is think about what we've heard Glenn talk about in interviews all the time, and he's always said like, "Oh, I don't freaking you know if a song's no good or whatever, like I throw away songs like Nobody's Business," and I can tell you that is somewhat true like there are there are misfit songs that we just didn't know existed he just stopped playing them he just doesn't didn't care never spoke about them again and that was it they just like whatever they just he really does just sort of toss songs aside we know this also because of the lost tracks of danzig but what's interesting about feline nursery and spinal remains is that they go in they record 17 tracks for for static age and you would think i mean here we've got a lot of songs and you know oh 
there's a song called Feline Nursery. Well, I'll just toss that one out. But no, I like that song. Or I wanna, I need to. Ch he ch he he went to the trouble to change the song. Where in other cases, he he let West End Avenue go the wayside. He let Harpies in the Night go by the wayside. He let, you know, Infant Stranger and Lullaby go by the wayside. Right. So why keep Spinal Remains slash? Uh, he saw something in it or now here's the other now here's the other interesting part of that again i love this is my favorite discussions in the world here's the other part of that they record 17 songs in the spinal in the static age sessions do you think they were intending to release all 17 songs as an album probably not so this is just extra well here's the thing when they got that tape back and russell might remember this from one of his interviews that he did when they got that tape back what were the three songs that were completely unmixed or unprepared in the doorway, right? Spinal, Spinal remains and come yeah. back. Come right? back. Yeah. Come back was unmixed. No, that's, that's, that was on legacy. Well, so a spinal remains, but I mean, Glenn probably made his own mix at that time, but the, the no, master. Because it's on, it's on the, because there's three songs that are on the box set that are on static age. Come back right. Is on. So those are the three unmixed ones. Those songs were unmixed. So comeback's on the box set. I know, but it's still it's on the box set because of legacy. No, it's it's the Static Age mix. I'm almost positive there were three. The, oh, there's three songs. Well, I don't. There. Oh, she. No, maybe it's she. Static Age track. Maybe it's she. Spinal remains and in the doorway. There are three songs that remained unmixed when they were get preparing Static Age. Why were they unmixed at that time? Probably because Glendon was like, ah, you know, whatever. Fuck these songs. I'm not going to do anything with them. <laughs> and uh, it, it says, according to Wikipedia, that yeah. in the, she spinal remains in, in, in the doorway were mixed by Alan and Tom in February of 97. It was she. OK, I was wrong. I thought it was I thought it was come back. It's she. So you have these three songs that they choose to redo uh, that they choose to leave unmixed. They recorded 17 songs for Static Age. That leaves them with a 14-track LP that they're shopping around. I think, in my opinion, that's what probably why they 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 leave them unmixed. And then, um, and then so so. But here's my point. Here's my other point too: is that like those songs were then cannibalized for the Bullet EP, and the re remainder went on Legacy of Brutality and whatnot. And all the little you know uh, bells and whistles. You know, Last Caress went on. Uh, beware and yada 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 like whenever they need a song they throw it out there but but at the time when they were recording these batch of songs including spinal remains a and aka feline nursery they're they're just there's it's more like it's more like hey we got the studio time let's record a bunch of our tracks you know not like oh these 17 songs are going to be static age you know Makes and sense. just and just what you said um, which I didn't even know about that. I didn't realize that, or maybe I had read it a long time ago. In the doorway came had to be uh, constructed as into one final song, yeah. right? Yeah. So they didn't even bother fucking finishing it. They didn't even bother. They're like, eh, whatever. They just left it. They 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 left it and forgot about it. It was uh, in the doorway should be as lo considered lost as West End Avenue and. Harpies in the Night and all those other songs. That's like a lost friggin' song. The, the only reason why we have it is because it was on the Static Age tape. 
right? Thank God. Yeah. Kind of crazy when you think about how like sort of yeah. old and lost that song was to be, <clears throat> you know? Um, well, considering the, the limited studio time that they had, you know, it could have been just as simple as, hey, we've got all these, we've got these rehearsed, we're really tight, we've got them, you know, and then the guy's like, hey, look, you're going to run out of time to mix if you don't start mixing some stuff. You're going to have to pick, you know. It, it, I mean, it could have been just as simple as that. Yeah. Boring, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, it's been a long day, but I'm definitely yeah. not bored. This was actually a really good episode. Um, I don't know, uh, Ballad, I don't know if I agree with that. Ballad at this whole thing um, about maybe it's about emotional abuse, gaslighting. Um, I, I think it's I think it's a little bit more straightforward than that. I, I, if anything, I think it just goes from it goes from I can't get enough to just being really cynical about this lifestyle. And really, if anything, what both songs share is this sort of uh, attraction to spinal remains. And that I want to savage them. I want to savage. And what does savage mean? Savage could literally mean like I want to shred, rip apart, or it can also mean I want to like ravish. I want to savage your spinal remains in like a sexual kind of way. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Let's do one more, shall we? Anything else we want to say about this? I mean, Robbie, you covered feline nursery pretty like pretty awesome to hear like this you essentially brought the song back from the dead it's like really really cool like how do you how do you sort of it sounded really really good it reminded me of from what i heard from manny so like how do you go about sort of filling in the gaps or figuring out how to like you know do this you you know a couple of lines and then it's just about trying to find where the music it's really like converting you know uh what it would sound like with the piano because we played it a little slower than the studio version because you're not going to be playing it at blister fucking speed on piano it wouldn't make sense you know true that's so that you got to change the tempo a little bit and um just making the lyrics flow you know because there's different lyrics you know what i mean right so it's really about adjusting it to the lyrics, and that's probably what Glenn did, you know? Makes sense. Um, let's do one more song. I, I want to I do one more song. Let's do... Here, I'm going to stop sharing this for a minute. We have to do Some Kind of Hate, since we are just enjoying the hell out of these Static Age songs. I'm pulling that up real quick. We're gonna do in the doorway the next time. Oh, you wanted to do in the doorway. We'll do in the doorway. Let's do in the doorway. You that that is you you requested that. We'll save we'll save that for next time. Um, we'll make this our last one. Hold on, I gotta find it. Uh, uh, because uh, the lyrics are so. Uh... Yeah, no, I'm. That's what I'm interested in. I want to. I want to. I want to tackle. I want to dive into those lyrics. La. What is that progression, Robbie? What's it? What's it start out in? Um, what is that? Uh, A to G. Uh, A to F sharp. Uh, F. So, so it would be like this. It'd be like. 
Be careful. Don't do it too close to the melody. (laughs) (laughs) You have no no idea. The, 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 The ID, the content ID of YouTube picks that stuff up so easily. It's crazy. That's insane. It's crazy. I, you know, that, you know, that cover that I sang with Tony that got Uh content ID'd for that. Yes. (laughs) How did that, that's crazy. Uh, Right. Like, you know, like we just destroyed this song. No, no, I'm not saying it like that. I just, no, I just, uh, no, but I mean, like, there's no way, like, how could an algorithm like recognize that melody, but it did. And it got picked up. I was amazed. Wow. I was a- absolutely amazed by that. Blew me away. Um, so here we go. We're, final song of the evening. Uh, this is w- just a very old Lost Misfit song. Definitely a piano-based song, even though it's not. There's no piano on that song, right? On the Static Age version? No, no, no. Um, uh, the light in the doorway shining so bright in the doorway. I clench your hips for the flesh. You tore my prose in the doorway. Animal lie like the doorway as you hide. Hear it then. Will you let me in? Now, do we know if these lyrics are accurate at all? Uh, that's another problem because this is what isn't even on the box set. So you don't even have the Jerry version. Right, the light in the doorway shining so. I mean, they bright. sound right. Um, wh- are, the doorway is the doorway to the afterworld. Yeah, I Why mean that's what I think. The, the light in the doorway shining so bright in the doorway. Song? I clench your hips for the flesh. You tore my prose in the door. I could be just like ravaging. There's another one for you, ballad. Another sex song. Um. You tore my prose in the doorway. Animal lie, like the doorway as you hide. Hear it? That these aren't correct. I always thought that was animal like. You know, like you're you're acting like an animal. Just, when I when I heard it, that's what I heard. Actually, note this reminds me of the um, the Pixie song "Caribou," which is a great song. You should all check out about being reincarnated into a caribou, but the. <laughs> Poetry is very similar. Um, in the doorway, we were so young. In the doorway, release the black dogs on our breasts. This isn't correct. I think those are correct. I do. I um, There's some really cool AI stuff that you could do um, with isolating stems. And that's how you figured it out? And I, Because I, I wanted to make sure the lyrics are right because I would hate to sing the wrong shit. And you could get Glenn's voice pretty isolated. And it sound it really. I think it does sound like that. Uh, David Lee says, "What does he mean about prose? I, when I think of prose, I think about poetry. Mm-hmm. It's it's like just prose. You, uh, what does he say? You tore my prose, like you took my words apart. Maybe, right? In the doorway, animal lie, like we're lying like animals in the doorway. In the doorway, as you hide, hear it. Then will you let me in?" Is okay, okay, okay. Remember how we're doing the couplets? That's the theme. This is hybrid moments, baby. Uh, hybrid moments. Because what do we talk about? Hybrid moments turning into well, 
that's one thing but i also this was this was this was my notion well i don't know if i could take credit for this it might have been someone on the internet i i'm pretty sure i came up with this though i might have come up with this um a hybrid moment is a moment of pleasure and pain it's a hybrid moment and that's why we give me a moment give me this moment is give me this hybrid moment but this is interesting i, I feel like this is like sort of synergy here with this a little bit um but it's like it's like uh knocking on the door will you let me in and the door could be a met metaphoric for yeah. you know just letting me in that kind of thing i was thinking even like you know like you're saying letting you in with you know doorway all different ways of or all different like kind of perspectives about a woman you know and going inside because you know like the light in the doorway of course you know mm -hmm. and shining so bright he's talking about how beautiful i guess it is but then he's talking about clenching her hips for it the doorway right yeah um talk, you know and then talking about animal lie you know almost like a, a primal instinct to be with that i think it's him just trying to say like lie like an animal animal lie I think he's just saying it funny. In the doorway, animal lie. Like, you're lying like an animal. What if it is animal-like and he's in the doorway like an animal? Oh, in the doorway, animal-like. It's not even lie. In the Could be like, animal-like. Right. You don't even know. You know? Uh, David, okay, here's David's hot take. Ready? I think about the doorway like a portal to summon a demon and the pros being a pact with the devil signed with blood and shit like that, or maybe just a coochie. A coochie. A coochie. <laughs> no, that's good. David's on fire tonight with that stuff. I like this guy. I like this guy. Uh, he's on fire. You know who's not in the chat, and I wish he was, because I feel like he just would come up with stuff. Uh, Chris. Chris Corkum would 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 definitely come up with stuff. Amy says, "I love how Glenn uses the whole teenage angst thing in a morbid sense." It's true. That's that is very much what he's kind of uh, doing here. And Pete says, "I think." Oh, sorry, Pete. Oh crap! This thing, <laughs> coochie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that line's maybe that line is actually you tore my bone. <laughs> I think in the doorway he says, "You tore my throat." That's what I always thought it said. Um, as you hide, hear it then. Will you let me in? It's definitely about being let in. In the doorway, we were so young in the doorway. Release the black dogs on our breasts. Release the black dogs on our I, breasts. I think those are the lyrics for that one. And, and then, oh, well, you know, here's the thing. It's definitely about fucking because it says, I ain't never going to let you rest, right? He writes a lot about fucking. He does. We'll, we'll never forget. Who forgets their first time, right? Right. We'll never forget. I'll never this, let you rest. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Could this be? In the doorway, we were so young. Could this be about his losing his virginity? You and might be right. All the mixed emotions coming along with it as the song goes on. How he thought it was a beautiful thing, shining so bright, beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then oh, my God. Goes, Yep. It gets more and more. And then crude. look at the last part. It says, oh, 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 oh. Like when you're having. <laughs> oh, oh. 
<laughs> That's how the song ends, right? It's yeah. perfect. It's perfect. It works. It really, really works. Maybe no, like I think it is. It's about losing your virginity. That's I, I, I think you're right on the money about that. And that it just was a gets good more one. and more crude as it goes. Should we do? Should we do some kind of hate? I feel like we Why should not? close with. Some, come on, last one, last one, last one. We're gonna call it, guys. I hope you've been enjoying this stream. This has been a pleasure for me, and I want to thank my guests, Russell Casualty and Robbie Bloodshed. Um, and thank you for all the all the uh, contributions in the chat of of just sort of trying to decipher these lyrics. I really love the, the 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 conversation that goes on in the chat sometimes it's really great so i just want to thank everybody in there as well we're going to close out with the final song in our set hold up one thing one thing yeah what's up what's up um, tell me black dogs you know um yeah. i just found this little entry where it says you know uh, uh to meet the black dog at night is a truly bad omen black dogs are associated Ooh. with you know bad luck and whatnot so i don't know i'm just yeah that out there somebody in the chat come on somebody dig something up make that connection oh chris speak yeah. of the devil chris corkum has arrived chris we we're just talking about you buddy glad to see you here hold on my stupid friggin computer sucks <clears throat> donkey balls hold on come on i'm gonna be, I'm gonna be meeting russell for the first time jeff uh, so I heard. So I heard, and I might, I might be as well. Though I won't be at the show with you guys, unfortunately. Uh, but um, I'm very excited. Oh yeah, we should mention that too. Um, Robbie. Yes. So Robbie is singing for Morning Noise, um, which is yeah, awesome. Man. Congrats, Robbie and and Steve Zing. Oh my God, why didn't we mention this at the beginning of the episode? Steve Zing is doing Steve Zing's Black Friday Bash at Dingbats uh, Friday. Uh, November 26th in New Jersey at Dingbats, and it's for charity and stuff of some yeah. kind. And both Mara's Drug and Morning Noise are going to be playing. So to get your double dose of Steve yeah. Zing and um, all his various uh, bands and stuff. I'm waiting so on that China that out. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> The band that shall not be named. Steve. Oh, did he say not to name that one? <laughs> no, no, you could not. You could name it. He I'll just, throw he away all the He doesn't CDs like to talk about just... that. He doesn't like to talk about it. He, I, when I, you know, I had him on for the show, and he just was. I was like, I didn't even. I was just like, oh, what about that other band you did? He didn't want to talk about it. I understand. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. You know, there's um, some stuff that you just want to leave in the past. You know. I will say this: I saw them play at yeah. uh, Phantasmagoria in uh, DC, more or less. And uh, Mark Kennedy happened to be there too. And oh, yeah. Steve and the band played Archangel that night. And I recorded That's that. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. There was a cool record. I remember uh, years ago, there was a cool bootleg of Archangel from that band. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. From, like, I think it was on like WFMU or something like that. Uh, maybe. I think, he, I think he's great as a front man. I really do. I don't remember if they did it at uh, FMU, but I recorded that one too. Yeah. I have. I'm pretty sure I have like a. It's not studio, but it's like soundboard of sorts recording of parking. Yeah. I okay. told, I told Steve. I said like, you know, if they ever did do a third Son of Sam, which they're not going to probably, but if they ever did one, I always, I think, I think it should just be Steve singing it. It would just that just makes the most sense. Yeah. He's not that singer. not that it would happen, but if it did happen, that I mean, why like why like just just he should be the singer. 
You know, it just makes the most sense to me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, moving on. <clears throat> moving on here. We're going to do one more, you guys. One more song. <laughs> Chris Corey. Everybody's stoked that Chris is in the chat, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> He always gets so stoked for this up. He's been coming late to these chats. So he misses out on the a convo. But here we are. We're talking about some kind of hate. Do, 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 do. We just, um, we did a, that was played at this Lodi VFW show, but not very well by um, Tony Subway <laughs> and myself. We had, uh, we had fun. And no, then, it was uh, fun. It was, it was fun. fun you know, I mean, that's what it is. It's just, you know, just about, you know, doing fun, fun sort of bullshit. That video, by the way, it's not available yet. It's only for Patreon and YouTube casualty members on the channel, but it will be available to everybody on Thanksgiving. So keep your eye out. All right, so let's talk about this song. There's some kind of love and there's some kind of hate. The maggots in the iron lung won't cop copulate, which is just what a great. I love what Doyle's is Doyle's comment on uh, is it Iron Lung or Iron? I play I guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the perfect response. I play guitar. That's it. It is for Doyle. That's the perfect response. Yeah, I like what Ballad says here. Actually, there's a consistent theme. There's a consistent theme with Danzig from these Static Age lyrics juxtaposing love and hate, pain and pleasure, death and life. Very true. I, I would I would concur with that. Um, Matthew says, I assume that some kind of hate was a take on the Velvet Underground's some kind of love. Hold on, my thing is frozen. God, gosh darn it. Would make sense. That makes a lot of sense. And Glenn did like Lou Reed. He did like the Velvet Underground. I always thought that there was a song called Some Kind of Wonderful. So I always thought it was like kind of like just like a pun on some kind of or a pun on some kind of love, or some kind of hate. You know, it's just there's some kind of love, there's some kind of hate. But yeah, it definitely is like a pain and pleasure, maybe like again, like a BDSM kind of theme. You know, some kind of love, there's some kind of hate. So then the maggots in the iron lung won't copulate. Is so just what's sort the talk of with that. I, I, it's like it's you know what to you know what to me it's a Valentine's Day. Roses are red, violets are blue. You are yucky and you're made out of goo. That's just him go finding something to rhyme with this notion of there's some kind of love and there's some kind of hate. Okay. You know? I'm good um, with that. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Um, oh oh here's what here's one for David. I'm glad you Rue, I'm really glad you enjoyed that video. I wish you were in it more. Um I should have taken more video next time. Next time I'll take even more video. I just was, I was just enjoying myself. That was the problem. Um, maggots in the iron lung won't copulate because the guy in the iron lung isn't dead yet. And it's a, whoa, simple. <laughs> the maggots in the iron lung won't copulate because the guy is alive in the iron lung. Holy shit. Right? I mean, is that like a polio reference, the iron lung? Well, the iron lung, you know, when people, I don't know if it was what it, what it was for. It was yeah, for it was polio. for polio. Yeah, that's yeah. what happens. You get put in an iron lung. But if you're not dead, then the maggots aren't going to copulate because you're still alive. The guy is still alive, right? I like it. I like it. Um, The beginning of the lyrics, there's some kind of love trying to make you think it's another sappy love song. I mean, yeah, like to an extent 
to an extent. Um, I, I just feel like it's sort of like a, it's snotty is what it is. It's sort of like a snot. There's some kind of love. There's some kind of hate. The maggots in the iron lung won't copulate. And it's a whoa, whoa, whoa. And we know those woes are just, you know, every song that he grew up on, I'm going to do, you know, go totally in that doo-wop sort of route of things, you know? Yeah. And um, if you look closely, that fourth one's a little different in there, you know? I said, oh, whoa, I said, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, just pure, yeah, just pure, whatever it's called, um, doo-wop-y sort of stuff. And then here's what a great, I mean, again, it's almost like he's trying to write this really romantic song with really macabre lyrics. You know, hear the cats cry, little tortured babies in pain. Is he, when he's saying hear the cats cry, little tortured babies in pain, He's taught referring to the cats crying as the little tortured babies in pain. Or, or is that are those supposed to be different? I would think it's the same, you know. Yeah. The, I mean, to me, it, it reads straight. Hear the cats cry. Those cats are tortured babies in pain. Right. Cracked necks by settled limbs. They don't hesitate. What does that mean? I think that's not right. I think we don't know what he really is saying. No? Yeah. Crack necks by settled limbs. They don't hesitate. That's not right. Crack necks on on settled limbs. Crack necks on settled. I don't know. I think it's by, but when I hear that, that their necks are broken. If their limbs are settled, they're not moving because their necks are broken because they're dead. Crack necks by or next to. Crack yeah. necks by settled limbs. Yeah. So who's they don't hesitate? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's right. That's not how crack next by settle. They won't hesitate. They don't hesitate. Yeah. I mean the word hesitate is definitely correct, but is they and don't correct. Yeah, I mean something just I mean it's like, well, of course they hesitate, they're dead. <laughs> you know, they're right. Right. And then it's a whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's saying, and it's a whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's break that down, too. It's like, it's almost like shrugging your shoulders. And it's a whoa. Like, like a whoa, whoa, whoa is like, a, it's like a thing. You know, like, so it's a shame. What is, what is the general, like, overall view of what this song is about? Like, I think it's just sort of like a, it's just like a snotty love song. It's just like a snotty song. That's the best way. Like a snotty teenage angsty kind of song that like a 12 year old. I feel like, a though, little like bit. I think there's got to be a deeper meaning because like, you know, like yeah. the, doorway the duality of love and hate, the duality of, of pleasure and pain, you know. There's some kind of love and there's some kind of hate. I'm going to tell you all about it now. So he's telling us all about the there's some kind of love and there's some kind of hate. If any, you know, what's interesting in a way. In a way, I think that. I think that this song is like the closest one of the closest things to like an early Danzig song that really doesn't have much substance to it. Peter and Chris disagree with you, Jeff. <coughs> Let's see what about what it's maggots in the eye of love. Pete, you're crazy. 
You're crazy. Chris too. And then the world, and then the world divided into two groups of people <laughs> in the United States. Those think who think David, Glenn Danzig David. is singing about the Eye of Love. David has got the right idea, maybe. Yeah, we we've got some administrative work to do in the group. <laughs> David, David says, "Is is the Eye of Love an anus? I mean, it's a brown eye, and it's used for loving, and it's rough sex, some kind of love, and some kind of." <laughs> I love the idea. <laughs> maybe, maybe those maggots aren't maggots after all but they're oh still little white gosh. things no no he's saying that like, <laughs> like the notion of like some kind of hate like some kind of love is like what happens in the front part and some kind of hate oh is what God. happens in the back like oh. but like hate as in like rough <laughs> like rough there's some kind of hate <laughs> dude that is so fucking funny I didn't even think about that there's some kind of love and there's some kind of hate that's interesting some so, kind of love and there's some kind of oh no 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 <laughs> oh, we're not doing that one that is funny that is funny cats really screech when they do oh god it's freaking software is killing me oh. tonight Cats really screech when they do the birds and the bees things because their appendages have <clears> little <throat> spikes. Cats crying are unbearable. Hmm. Yeah, they get stuck. Like the big lion, right. actually. Just like stuck. ducks do. Pete, you're so wrong. It is not maggots in the eye of love. There's a bunch of people. Droid Little says, I love. B-Mac is saying, I love. What do you guys think? Do you guys think it's Iron Long or Eye of Love? I go back and forth. I do. Really? Because sometimes, you know, the problem is like, you know what I've been trying to decipher is the really good, there was a really good MSG show uh, footage of some kind of love, uh, some kind of hate. Yeah. And I was trying to decipher what Glenn was saying there because he did sing it pretty clear. But man, it's it's hard because when, for me at least, when I read both lyrics, I'm like, it could be this, but it could be that. Like, I really don't know. But I mean, I feel like, as a songwriter, he probably wouldn't say love again. He probably would say, like, iron lung. You know what I mean? Like, it would be kind of redundant just to repeat. Yeah, why would he say there's some kind of love, there's some I, kind of hate, the maggots in the eye of love? No, it's iron lung. You just nailed it, Robbie. That, for me, is <laughs> this notion. Ballad says maggots in the eye of love won't copulate. This relationship spark is so dead so that not even the maggots feasting upon its carcass will do the horizontal tango. That works. <laughs> Michael said, I have lung. <laughs> I have lung. But actually, what? it's probably I have love says Carnigans are cool. Guys, my my the show on stream thing is frozen. It's really annoying what, the crap out of me. What if it's iron love? You know, like. <clears throat> Maybe the maggots in the eye, iron. God damn, I hate this thing. I'm, there's just so much. There's, there's just so much. I mean, good thing this is not on. Oh, there was a meme for that actually. I'm ripping, I'm ripping that off. It's there's a meme where it's what is it on? Who wants to be a millionaire? And Glenn's like trying to decide. <laughs> yeah. Glenn wouldn't tell you. Glenn wouldn't even tell. You know, if we said, "Hey, Chris, can you ask Glenn?" And he probably wouldn't even tell Chris. He just would just be like, oh. you know, he just be like, you know, it's about violence. <laughs> It's about fucking. 
There was one interview where he was like, yeah, and holy passion, it's about fucking. Oh, man, it. David is on a fucking roll. What did he say? I can't see my comments. Are he said, maggots out. in the iron love. Maggots are sperm. Iron love is his Johnson. That's what I said earlier. Maggots <laughs> in the iron love. What, what, David, like, how do you come up with this shit? It's amazing. They won't copulate because he's, yeah, he's, he's a friggin' genius. This dude is a genius. <laughs> This is why I love the fucking chat. It's just so golden. Chris says, see, Glenn is proving that he's truly evil like the fruits of the devil. <laughs> um, let's move on, shall we, to the... Oh, God. Hide this. Oh, my God. It's two hours and ten minutes. I was like, yeah, we'll get, we'll get this done in 90 minutes for sure. It'll definitely happen. Yeah, right. There's some kind of schlemiel, some kind of schlemazel. So... So he, he once again has dwelled again on the maggots and the iron lung won't copulate. That's why I think it's that's what you really have to check. He's not saying maggots in the iron lung, the eye of love will copulate in verse three. So if it's if it's iron lung in verse three, then it's definitely iron lung in verse one. So it's not eye of love. It's 100. I'm so sure of it. I'm so sure of it, for sure. I mean, I'm not for sure, but I think. <laughs> there's some kind of love and there's some kind of hate. I'm going to tell you all about it now. The ma Okay, so here's the thing. So whatever the, the, the kind of love and the kind of hate is, it has to do with maggots in the iron lung that won't copulate. Because he's like, I'm going to tell you all about how the maggots in the iron lung won't copulate. And it's a whoa, 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 baby. Whoa, 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 baby. Whoa, 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 whoa. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I I think, I don't think it's eye of love. Why would he say eye of love? He wouldn't say that. There's no way to know. <coughs> we'll never it's know. One. It's a tough one. It's definitely a tough one. I, I don't... Whoa, did I stop my video? It's definitely a tough one. This was a really fun episode, you guys. I, I wish there was a thousand Misfit songs. I wish there was a thousand Static Age mysteries for us to solve. And unfortunately, there's like not. There's so few. And it makes me sad. He's teaching... He's teaching biology to impressionable kids. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. Oh my he's god. He's gonna get those children in heat. Yeah, he's gonna get them in heat. Carnigans are cool says listening to it now, it sounds like he's saying an N in the second word, but it's vague. That means it would be iron if he's hearing it. I mean it's it's tough, man. Chris says that she reminds him of nervous breakdown by Black Flag. That's an interesting sort of <clears throat> Double, double feature right there. Um, man, this was this was a great episode. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I just want to thank again my my guests, Russell Casualty and Robbie Blood Cheese. No, Robbie Bloodshed. Um, for Robbie joining me. Shoes, what? <laughs> Robbie Clown Shoes. <laughs> Robbie. Oh my God, Robbie. 
You got to do it. On April Fool's Day, you got to dress up as Robbie Clown Shoes instead of Robbie Bloodshot. <laughs> With like a big red nose on your face, you know? Like rain, the rainbow hair wig. It'll be great. It'll be great. You say, okay, now I'm going to do a, a cover set of Dr. Chud songs. Oh, yeah, right. No, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a good fellow's nickname. Robbie Two Times. Yeah. Robbie Clown Shoes. Hey, Robbie Clown Shoes. Robbie Clown Shoes. No, this was, this was really good, you guys. Hold on. I'm trying to. The heck is so funny comments. about me? I don't want to let me see the chat anymore. Um, what else can I say? Ballad says he just listened to some reunion show footage and it sounds like he's saying I have love. Well, Glenn's wrong. Listen, I just want to challenge anybody out there to do a red hot chili peppers cover of no, Wicked please Pussycat. Don't. Please don't do that. I like a bite now. I like it better. I like a chicken finger pussy sand weather. It's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be great. I, I just want to see that so bad. Um Say. So check out, listen, guys, if you're local in the area, go to Dingbats next Friday, uh, November 26th. Thanks for reminding me. I was totally, I was, made a note to myself to talk about it. I completely forgot. Um, check that out. That's the Steve Zing Black Friday bash. And you'll see Robbie singing for Morning Noise and you'll see Russell Casualty there um, hanging out. It's going to be a great time. I will not be able to attend. Unfortunately, I wish I could. I really, really, really wish I could. If anything changes, I'll let you gentlemen know. What time is the show start? Uh, 8 PM. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. Um, but check it out. It, uh, the, <clears throat> the proceeds go to a good cause to charity and whatnot. Go, go to, uh, go check out Robbie bloodshed at the, at his band camp and follow him on Facebook same thing with Russell Casualty. Check out tvcasualty.com, which is his Misfits website. It's been up and running for, man, how many years? 20? Uh, like since about 95, 96. Wow. Yeah. Before I was born. 25 years. 25 My years. Is older than you. <laughs> 25 years of tvcasualty.com so make sure you check that out and like i said i'm going to be doing i i'm starting a sponsor my first sponsorship i'm so excited to be in partnering up with riotstickers.com that's going to be a lot of fun we have a really great promo i mean really really great you cannot miss out on this deal it's great i'm going to be talking about it a lot so be be prepared for that guys hang out for one second while we End the show the way we end the show. How do we end the show? We say peace and hair peace. grease, and then we just do... Hey, guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full-time. I want this to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it gonna be successful? I don't know, but I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time, uninterrupted. Why? Because I love to do this. I love creating content. I love making videos. I love shooting films. I love doing podcasts. In case you couldn't tell, I love to talk and I never shut the fuck up. <laughs>
So right now, I've kept the Patreon incredibly simple. There's two tiers, and that may change in the future. The Murdergram is a simple way to extend support for all of the hours and hours of free content on the channel for nothing more than a dollar. 38 cents goes to Patreon. What's a buck 38, eh? It's less than a cup of coffee. But it's a great way that you can show support for very little effort. When you divide that dollar 38 by the hours and hours and hours of time spent listening to this endless drivel of content, the dollar cost average works out. Next up is the YouTube casualty for $6.66. The YouTube casualty is loaded to the gills. Enjoy the archive ad-free as well as ad-free early access to special docu-style podcast videos, music reaction commentaries, and the like a month before they drop on YouTube, loaded with ads, I might add. You're also going to get exclusive content and behind-the-scenes content that is not available on YouTube or anywhere else. So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just want to thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates that subscribes, that's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents. Make it for Make it for Make it for